Hey, Real Nerds listeners, your favorite host, Ryan, here to remind you that social media is great. How great is it? There's many ways you can find the Real Nerds on social media. You can download us on iTunes. You can listen to us streaming on Stitcher Radio. You can call us 720-6Nerds5. Aw, man, our website is so cool. You can visit our website, realnerdspodcast.com. You want to leave some fan mail? Oh, that's so easy, realnerds at gmail.com. Twitter, we got it, at real underscore nerds. You can even like us on Facebook. Thank you so much, and hey, enjoy the show. Hi, this is Jonathan Tiersten from The Perfect House and Sleepaway Camp, and you are listening to The Real Nerds Podcast. Welcome to Real Nerds Podcast, unofficially the official podcast of Denver Comic-Con. Log on to popcultureclassroom.com to help bring pop culture and comic books to kids around the country. My name is Ryan. With me always is Matthew McConaughey lover, James Hart. Say, all right, all right, all right. All right, all right, all right. And also with me, after a two-week absence, is Brad. Please don't put nostrils on my Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Um, two weeks? Yeah, I think it's been two yeah, weeks, it's hasn't like it? Two weeks. I think I missed Did two weeks, see... then came back, and then missed a week after that. So. Whatever, you've been gone what? a long time. Oh, so you missed more than just two <laughs> weeks. Yeah, yeah, you're right. That's way better. I, I came I came back recently and, and then left again. So yeah. You saw Apes. I'm, I'm trying. No, you, did, you, you missed Apes. Did you, what did we see the week before that? Fuck, I don't remember. Some other movie? I don't remember that either. Oh, Transformers. my God. Transformers? Oh, Transformers? No. You didn't see Transformers, but you were on the show. That's what it was. Yeah. I don't think those dogs like each other. They don't. They don't. Yeah, I was on the show. I didn't see the movie. That's because we keep them in a cage together, and it's way too small of a cage. Mm. Uh, every week we go see a new movie. This week we saw Tammy, starring Melissa McCarthy. It was great. Um, stay tuned it was for the really review. Good, yeah. Oh Everybody wait, wait. I mean, we saw Snowpiercer. We're also with uh, some guests. I didn't forget about you, Dan. <laughs> I'm just telling people what's going on. Fuck. Yeah. Relax. He wants to make sure everybody goes to see Tammy before they listen to you talk. Yeah. Yeah. No, we really saw Snowpiercer. Dan, what's up? Hey. Welcome back. Thank you. How's your day going? Pretty okay. Nice. You know what's funny is earlier today we were talking about the, the, the time that you were on the show. That's not funny. When you fell asleep during the, yeah. watch, the Wolverine <laughs> review. And uh, I didn't know this, but you actually fell asleep during Wolverine on Lisa, uh, whose boyfriend Ryan is here. What um, the fuck? You remember that? That was weird. I didn't know about that. I didn't either. <laughs> <laughs> James, you oh. dick. Yeah, don't know. in the car. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we on the right over here, right? It was like uh, That sounds like Was dude. it the first thing you said when you got in the car then it was just like 15 minutes of I fell asleep on your girlfriend. I'm so sorry. Oh my god. <laughs> no. Like, <laughs> that'd have been awesome if you did. It's <laughs> so good. Oh man. Oh. It was kind of awkward. I almost killed Dan on my way here, but then I realized I wouldn't have been able to find the place since I haven't mm. been here yet. Oh, that's true. So that's I had, true. I had to keep him alive. So cool. now he has where you live and has a reason to kill you. And so cooler heads good. prevail. Yeah, and you have Super Monkey Ball on Xbox. Yeah, it, that's awesome. <laughs> it's, I mean, I had them on GameCube, but the, that one has both games in it, so that's the only version you need. Yeah, well, I would never own an Xbox, but if I did, I'd probably Whoa, have Super Monkey Ball. Man. Shots fired! Ouch! <laughs> How many times do you have to bring back your Xbox 360? Zero. Oh, you're lucky. What? Oh, bu- oh because of the yeah. zero. I, I got the Xbox 360 on launch day. 
And after my fourth one returned, they sent me like another one. I took it straight to GameStop, and I got myself a Nintendo Wii. <laughs> wow, man! You really had four of those things? Yeah. Fuck. Sheesh. And every time I put it in, it like start like, ah, oh, cool! I can play some fucking shitty Xbox game they haven't played before. To be fair, I had two PS3 Slims in the time that you probably, or you know, in in a sh- much shorter period. But I only had like only one of them died. The other one still worked. So I had one break. I haven't. Yeah. But anyways, we don't talk about shitty game consoles on this <laughs> podcast. Shitty last generation. Yeah. Come uh, on. No, if you love Xbox, that's great. That's great. I'm I'm really happy. <laughs> I'm really happy that you like first person shooters. Um, oh, fucking a. <laughs> uh, every week we go see a new movie. I already mentioned we saw Snowpiercer this week. Yeah. Uh, stay tuned for the review of that. We also will play the trailer for you so you can get an idea. Uh, because this movie is a little smaller than most of the movies we see during the summer. Because it was either that or sex tape, and we thought, or the Fuck Purge it. Anarchy. Did you see the Purge one? Yeah. Did you like it? No. Then that's why we didn't see the Purge <laughs> Anarchy. No, oh, I would have seen Snowpiercer. I would have saw Snowpiercer anyways. You would have seen it. I would have seen it. You would have seen <laughs> <Yeah>. Snowpiercer. <laughs> I would have seen Snowpiercer anyways because mm-hmm. it's awesome. Brad, you have been back in a while. What's the what's the status update of Jean Claude Van Damme's damn van? No one gives a shit. Moving on to just kidding. Oh. What's going on with your movie? No, I know you don't care. I do oh. care. Do you really want to know? I, I asked. That's good. Uh, no, you made a joke about me. <laughs> fucking A. I didn't make a joke about you. I made a joke about the movie that you were making. Oh, fuck. That makes me feel better. <laughs> okay. No, what's, what's the update with that? It's getting awkward uh, like Dan's car I'm hoping, rides in here. Shut up over there. <laughs> I'll beat you with a shoe again. <laughs> um, Friday, I think we we're going to shoot our last bit of footage, I hope. Very cool. So Cool. Shooting for an October premiere? Yep. So two months of post, and hopefully that works out. Wow. Yeah, so if you can do that in two months, they can get Star Wars Episode Seven done. I mean, really. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. Yeah. Did uh, anybody break their man. leg on your shoot? What? Did anybody <laughs> break their leg on your shoot? Uh, I broke everyone's legs on the shoot. <laughs> <laughs> he was driving that's, the van. That's how we kept him on, this, on the... Well, uh, Cougar, set. you've wrapped. Thanks. Good job. Crack. <laughs> <laughs> there was a really cool uh, picture on your Facebook feed of the double team van. No. And, it's, and it's funny because it's a joke, guys. Double team. Oh! Because there's two guys. There's two guys. Now I get it. In the van. Yep. They're double team in flowers. Nice. What? Yep. Yep. Anyways, we can look forward to that. Are you going to debut at an open screen night, or are you planning something bigger? No, it's too long for open screen night. We're going to rent out the Bug Theater, hopefully. Holy um, shit. If there's space in that. How long is it? It's going to be like 20 or 30 minutes. Wow. Holy shit. Yeah. It's a whole goddamn movie. Four or five Thunder months worth of shooting, huh? How much does it cost to rent out a whole theater? <laughs> it's the bug, so it's like fifteen bucks. Oh, oh nice. what the fuck! <laughs> Thank Person you. from the bug. I'm just hey, man, What the fuck? Um, I don't know. It varies. It depends on when we're gonna do it. Because uh, I guess they're getting a whole lot of rentals happening mm. in October. Because there's like horror plays and horror festivals going on. Really? So a lot of people are competing for the time, especially the weekends. But we'll have, probably have a weekday because it'll be cheaper and cool. Yeah, and we're gonna have uh, skits and stuff before the premiere Q and A. Around the van, roll up outside, Dude. roll out the red carpet, have all the actors come out. Oh, that's cool. Banners and posters of all the characters. And that, We're going to go all out. That really is a cool theater, too, because it's the one that's got the, like, the bar inside, so you can get sloshed before the movie even starts. Nope. Doesn't it? <laughs> Your thing is, is the it? Oriental. Uh, no, no, no. The Oriental is outside. The bu- Isn't the bug? Anyway, never mind. No, the bug, like, they have a bar, but it's like, yeah. it's like, a, it's like a wet bar in someone's house. They have like a popcorn machine. And like a little rack of maybe they like they don't really have alcohol they have wine. What's the one where um, 
what's the one where for the 48 hour film festival was that's the oriental mm, okay cool story guys. One, one year is the gothic <laughs> is that what you're thinking the of? gothic it's okay. the gothic i'm thinking of never mind okay yeah. no it's it's been at the oriental the last two years so yeah three years ago you must have seen it at the gothic yeah that's what i'm thinking of anyway ryan wake up the audience <laughs> uh, I can't. Jeez, I'm asleep. <laughs> Fuck, guys. Hey, you asked me. Yeah, I know. I thought you were going to be a little more excited about it, you know. Well, I derailed <laughs> it with my need for booze. Yeah. For, you need for boobs. Booze. Well, boobs. It is exciting. Well, boobs and is uh, I'll let people know more once. Yeah, the full support of Real Nerds Podcast. Awesome. I hope, I expect to see you all there. Yeah. Uh, Good. Baby or no baby. <laughs> I'll bring my baby. <laughs> be like, Please don't bring your baby. <laughs> Watch this. <laughs> Watch this. <laughs> Oh, Christ, the whole fucking thing. I'm just <laughs> staying on stage fuming. <laughs> Son of a bitch. I will. And I'll wake him up. Like, yeah. cry. Ryan just cry. gets up in the middle of the movie. My baby hates this movie. <laughs> and runs out. What is this cinematic piece of shit? I've scarred my baby for life. Now we talk about movies. But guess what, guys? What? After a two-month absence, fan mail. <gasps> fan mail! Our buddy Dan from Ohio wrote in. Oh, wow. Cool. He says, greetings. I have to say I agree with much of the, your review of Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. Oh, despite the fact that, that Brad named it Yawn of the Planet of the Apes. Oh, good. It's oh, too man. delicious to oh. skip back. Well, remember he did this a couple years ago, too, when he called it Battleship. And we, That's uh, true. And we both really liked Battleship. Yeah. Yeah. What but else that, one, call that it? one is really tempting. Spawn of the Planet of the Apes? I don't know. That's not funny. That's n- uh, Pawn of the Planet of the Apes? That, that's okay. Yeah, Fawn. Fun, fun, fun of the planet of the apes. <laughs> um, <laughs> though the original planet of the apes is still my favorite. One of the most pleasant surprises of Dawn was a continuation of the ape characters from the ape characters from the first film, Rocket, Maurice, etc. I agree. Maurice was yeah. really cool in that movie. Oh my god, yeah. Um, for some reason, I never gave much thought to them when coming into the sequel, but it makes the series more cohesive. Apes together, strong. Yeah, like with the sticks and the yeah. Ice cream. I also appreciated that Dawn of the Planet of the Apes addressed socio-political issues, which is a, is a mainstay in the series that was somewhat absent in the last film. However, I was disappointed in the lack of callbacks to the original films, especially given it was, that it was essentially rebooting Planet for the Battle of the Apes. On a related note, since you are also a comic book cast, I would like to recommend Planet of the Apes miniseries Catalysm, which serves as a prequel to the original film. It presents an is- interesting vision that tries to answer some of the open questions the film left unanswered. Hmm. Regards, Dan. That's cool. I love when people agree with us. It makes it a lot more easier to talk and read their articles, or I mean their emails. Because we get hate mail, I just don't read them, because you know what? We're the best fucking movie podcast you can listen to. All right, now it's getting weird. It's I only just, weird I just because like I'm rubbing it. you. I, <laughs> I just like it when Dan doesn't write in to tell me that we're wrong about Twilight. That makes me happy. <laughs> Has that guy done that before? That same yeah. man from o- he, Ohio? He has some interesting points. I like. Yeah. He's the only person that we've gotten an email from about Twilight that actually has legitimate. Yeah, like I. Wait, I wait, let me, get... wait, wait, let me start over. That actually has legitimate arguments for uh, Twilight. <laughs> you like how I did like a retake? Like the first take wasn't good enough. Like Brad <laughs> was directing me. And then he's like, dude, no, you don't say legitimate. You say legitimate? Like it's a question. I got it. Okay, when you have to explain your jokes, they're not funny. Um, <laughs> So thanks for writing in, Dan. We appreciate it. Yeah, cool. Glad to know you're still listening. Somewhere out there. Over the rainbow. It, it, it's in I, Ohio. That's, that's a real place. 
Yeah, I was born like there. Ohio. Yeah, Cincinnati. Oh, Cincinnati's a piece of shit. But well, oh, I mean, on. if you go to Cleveland, Just that's a nice of place of Ohio. Yeah. Unless, of course, you listen to our show in Cincinnati, then... No, Cleveland's where it's at. Cleveland's, like, the most beautiful city you can visit in America. Are, are, what the fuck is wrong with you? There's, Sorry, like, no man. life in this podcast today, guys. I'm saying jokes, and you're all just sitting there looking at me like I'm an asshole. I'm trying to get a rise out of anybody. You're all like, maybe Cleveland is a nice place. No, Cleveland fucking sucks. <laughs> <laughs> it was nice enough for the Drew Carey show. Uh, yeah, I said care. Cleveland rocks. They did. Yeah. It, it was rocks enough. You know what Cleveland sucks at? Playing the Denver Broncos. You know what wasn't actually like filmed in Cleveland? Probably that show. Probably. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. You know what was filmed in Cleveland? Draft Day. We saw that this year. Did you? I didn't see that. Oh, yeah. It was me and Brad. Me and Brad saw it this year. Yeah. Yep. Kevin Costner. Me, uh, Brad and I, not was me that, and Brad. I don't it? give a shit what you <laughs> said. <laughs> don't make me pull your mic off. And make you not be, have a voice on this podcast, Dan. Oh my God! This is the stuff we've been watching. So uh, yeah, this is the stuff we've been watching. It got really dark in here. Because uh, it was it's, fun. it's literally dark in here. I tried to turn this light on, but you unplugged it to make room for this it, recording. It's natural lighting, guys, because everybody looks so great in natural light. I just wanted it lighting. to feel kind of sexy, so I lit the candles. You know those blueberry scone candles from Yankee Candle only go so far, James. Every joke of this podcast is like a, a lead weight. I know. Every time someone says something, this podcast just like drops, like no one knows what to say. We're like, oh. we've been split up so much, like doing our own things that like the wavelength oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. is disrupted. What's, let's back what's up. We. What's this? We. Yeah. You were gone we've when we were here. doing it. Oh. <sighs> I'm always here. Always. Uh, speaking of which, next week, guys. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so this week I watched several things. Um, I I rewatched the first Austin Powers, which I haven't seen in years. Um, still funny, and uh, I, I still kind of enjoy the movies. Um, yeah, you know it, it's interesting watching it and where it became, um, because the first one is more of just a send up of you know old spy th- movies and. Right. Uh, just goofy things. You know, when Dr. Evil says, no, I'm going to slowly lower him into this vat and close the door and assume everything goes okay. <laughs> um, it, it's just really funny. Uh, and Mike Myers commits wholeheartedly to the role. Um, it's just lots of fun. The the roles. The roles, that yeah. is correct. He's only yeah. two in that one. Yeah, then it gets weird. Yeah, they're still funny. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, even lo- the... I, I love Steven Spielberg's uh, cameo in the third one. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I, it's actually one of the... F- one of the actually, Will Ferrell to me is always best when he's just doing cameos. But Will Ferrell's cameo in the second one as the guy that um, will tell you what you want if you ask it three times, mm-hmm. like that—that's a really good James Bondy kind of joke. Um, yeah, even the second one I think is still good. Yeah, they're fun. I enjoy them. I think I've only seen the third one like once, so. Yeah, it was boring. I'm not even sure that I can like correctly critique it. The the beginning of three is good, and then it. It is. I don't know. I when Steven Spielberg holds up the Oscars, like, yeah, actually, my friend here thinks it's being directed just fine. <laughs> <laughs> See, stuff like that's awesome. I also watched the third Lost Boys movie called The Thirst. Uh, I forgot to mention a couple weeks ago, I watched the second one. And the second one is The Tribe, which is yeah. the one from, like, five years ago, where, yeah. like, at the end, like, the two Corys come together mm-hmm. on, a por- like, a park bench. Yep, that was the last movie Corey Haim was in. I seen that one. It wasn't, yeah. it wasn't good. It was all right. Uh, the third one's actually not too bad really? uh, because they focus more on Corey Feldman's frog, one of the frog brothers. Uh, he plays Edgar Frog in it. Yeah. And it, it focuses on his kind of zany, 
character, over-the-top vampire hunter. He's actually pretty fun in the movies. I think Corey Feldman is actually pretty fun in his early movies. Um, and then he started acting like Michael Jackson and got weird. I was going to say, like, he is he actually... Is he actually still entertaining? Because from what I've heard at that one convention we went to, he's kind of a dick in real life. Yeah, um, I mean, I, I, I thought he was fun. And the movie is actually way better than the second one. Uh, this one, there's a rave happening in uh, a California town, and they're all given this drug that has, has been ecstasy? laced. Uh, no, it's called The Thirst. Oh, okay. It's been laced with vampire blood, and it's creating an army of vampires. And then there's this huge mystery going on throughout it. It's, it's pretty entertaining, and it's bloody and gory. Has cool. boobs in it, you know. Yeah, because all yeah. the all the stuff you need in movies, and it has an updated of "Cry Little Sister." You know that move, the song from the first one when all the vampires are flying. No, you guys never no. seen Lost Boys. Everyone, I I, what the it. fuck is going on in this podcast? Are you guys <laughs> movie fans or not? Really? You've never really? seen any of the Lost Boys? Didn't yeah, I have never seen any of the Lost Boys. Didn't you and I watch Lost Boys two like together? Uh, like on TV? It was on TV. I don't know if we watched the whole thing. I saw parts of it. Huh. Um, there was like this girl, and there were some vampires, and that was about it. That's all I remember. Yeah, sounds like that's, Lo- that's, that sounds yeah, like that's, Lost Boys too. Yeah, that's <laughs> Lost Boys of the Tribe. Yeah, but you should see the first Lost Boys because Kiefer Sutherland is awesome in it. Oh, that's right. I forgot he was. He in plays it. like the oh, really God. cool, sexy leader of the vampires. He plays the sexy David. Vampire. I think his name in it, if I remember right. <laughs> no, maybe David is Jason Patrick's character. I don't remember. It's a great movie though. It's directed by that homo, Joe Schumacher. Oh my God. <laughs> oh. Holy shit. Oh, good. I can get a rise out of people. Fuck Jeez. Me. You know, oh. I love I love watching interviews with Be Joel careful. Schumacher. They have AIDS. He's yeah. really entertaining in interviews, uh, Sh- yeah. Schumacher. Yeah. Joel Schumacher has some really good movies. Yeah. Like, he was good at shit, just not Batman. Yeah. And only half good at the Phantom. One word. The Bat nipples. Disagree. Phantom. We were just talking about That's Billy two Zane in the car. No, 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 not the... Well, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Phantom of the Opera is what I was talking about. Oh, okay. Billy Zane's Phantom, also not very good, but... <laughs> Schumacher's not responsible for that. <laughs> but, but not Schumacher's fault. Uh, I was just really excited that someone else recognized <laughs> the Phantom. I just feel like any... Dan had no idea what I was talking about. Oh, yeah. He was the one talking about Billy Zane movies for... How did we even get on that? He's like a horrible version of the Punisher dressed entirely in purple. And he runs around in the jungle. Here, I'll give you two <laughs> great Billy Zane performances. Titanic and Demon Knight. Demon Knight? Yeah. Uh, Back to the Future? When is he in Back to the Future? He's one of the gang, best gang guys. Yeah, but I'm is talking really? about like a really strong performance. He's really not... He doesn't say too much. <laughs> in Demon Knight, he plays this demon who is crazy. It's awesome. Is it nighttime? It is, but it's a K N I G H T. I'm just saying he acts oh. so well in Back to the Future that he doesn't stand out. Gotcha. He blends <laughs> in. He fits right into the 50s motif. That's right. He's one of those guys. Yeah. Wow. I don't remember that at all. I guess I got to go watch Back to the Future again. Yeah. Well, it's for yeah, Billy Zane's performance. <laughs> it's always one of those or things. Or non-performance. Like, not because it's not good. If uh, you watch the movie Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Ben Affleck's in it. He plays basketball in it. Ben Affleck's first oh, role movie. Oh, I do kind of remember that. Yeah. Is Buffy the Vampire Slayer? But then you got to watch that movie more than once, and eh. it's meh. there's worse things. There are worse. Yes, there are worse things. Yeah. Cool. What else do you watch? Uh, actually, uh, James really got me on this kick to watch List of Shame movies, uh, and so I've been scouring Amazon or movie stores, and I keep on grabbing all these classics. And the one I watched this week is All About Eve, 
I don't oh. know if uh, any of you guys have ever seen All About Eve. It's bit... No, but they, they had it at the Alamo a while back, and I didn't... Yeah, I it's, uh, it. it's actually the most decorated film by the Academy. Really? Until Titanic, 14 nominations at 1-6 um, for Best Supporting Actress, Best Movie, Best Director, Best Screenplay. So uh, is, and 11 other things. <laughs> yeah. Is the whole thing really about Eve? It is about <laughs> Eve. <laughs> the whole thing? Uh, pretty All much, it. guys. Okay. It, it's actually... Oh, the movie It's really is, mostly about Eve. I want to say maybe the best script I've ever been uh, – I don't know how to say it. It's the best script you've heard? Yeah. Sure. Um, the premise of the movie is there's this new, young, hot Broadway star. Her name's Eve Harrington, and she's getting an award at this dinner. And it's being uh, – as she's about to accept this award, this guy is narrating what's happening. And he's talking about uh, – you know, before it wasn't about Eve. Now it's all about Eve. And then they do this flashbacks, and each of Betty Davis, uh, George Saunders, and I forget the other guy's name, all have interweaving monologues over the movie, and they're telling the story of Eve. Um, and Eve starts off as this naive girl who's in love with Betty Davis's fading car- uh, actress named Margot Fuck Channing. Mar- Margot Margo Chan- Fuck. Margot Fuck Channing. Margot um, Fuck Yourself. It's uh, Margot Channing, and she is a, the star of this really hot play in Broadway, and the playwright is really like an up-and-coming playwright, but her star is fading, um, and Eve just wants to be, wants just, her, her it's it's like stalking before there was stalking. Yeah. And, um, fuck, what's her name? The lady who plays Eve is, a, is amazing, and I can't remember her name, so I guess, you know, whatever. But anyways, she starts off as this really naive woman. And all she wants to do is be a part of Margot's life. And so she becomes her assistant. But slowly through the movie, you can see that she's just playing everybody. And she's turning people against each other. Um, she's, as being her assistant, she, like, sent a telegram to Margot's husband saying that she loved him. And that her, his birthday party's coming. And when he called, she didn't know anything about it. It's like a really kind of mm. dark movie. And funny at the same time. It's... It's amazing. Betty Davis is fantastic in it. Um, you really, really should see it. The dialogue is clever. There's really no like action scenes. It's literally from scene to scene of people just talking. Hmm. And it's about two and a half hours long, but it goes by really fast. Wow. Um, and as the story unfolds and you just see that this girl, Eve, is just a conniving woman, and but she plays innocent. It's, it's a wonderful movie. Um, I, I highly recommend people see this movie. Very cool. I have to put that on my list. Yeah, you should. It's it, it, it surprised me because, you know, I looked it up and uh, I think it's in the top 250 on IMDb. Wow, it has a hundred percent critics approval rating on Metacritic, um, and I can see why. I mean, it's it's a movie if you're an actor, is a movie you want to be in because Eve has this monologue where she talks about why she ended up in New York, and it's about five six minutes long, and no one else interrupts her. It's just this long monologue. Hmm. It's 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 amazing. Um, so I, I highly recommend uh, to see All About Eve. And the Blu-ray has tons of special features, too. So it's, uh, it's a good Blu-ray that I got for $5 on Amazon. So You got it for 5 Yeah. Fuck, it's 12 now. This is bullshit. <laughs> God damn it. See, if you would have got it like three weeks ago. Get, uh, <laughs> fuck. You I'll can borrow back. it, James, like I've had your Rebecca and your mud. Oh, yeah, you got to watch Rebecca. Oh, <laughs> man. Uh, and the last thing I watched was 24's... Uh, Series finale? Still no first contact? <laughs> nope. Well, no, no, it's hard because 
my I told this last week to James. Obviously, did you listen to the episode last week? You piece of shit, you didn't. Um, <laughs> no, that, I did. Uh, my wife and I have had like similar schedules, so she's always home. Mm. So it's hard for me to watch those movies with my wife because my she'll w- just sit there and be like, "What? <sighs> yeah, robots." So make her get another job. <laughs> <laughs> she does have one. <laughs> right down here. <laughs> um, but it's hard for me to for my wife to sit through those because she's already uncomfortable because she's almost eight pregnant. months pregnant. And so she, if I put in a movie, it has to be somewhat entertaining. Yeah. And that movie, well, I think they are entertaining. I don't think my wife does at all. Because uh, when we she were... Might, she might genuinely like like First Contact. She might. I don't know. Um, I'll, I'll tell you a funny story. She I was watching... She might. I think I was watching... Is either Search for Spock or Wrath of Khan... And she came home. She's like, oh, you're watching that Star Trek shit again? And then she went to the bedroom and slammed the door. <laughs> I don't know if she meant to slam the door, but she slammed. She shut the door in a forceful manner. Like, I can't believe you're mi- watching this. And I had, like, the surround sound on, so it was really loud. <laughs> I said, I need to hear Captain Kirk. <laughs> oh, fuck. I totally forgot. Uh, before getting 24, you, <laughs> I said Captain Kirk. I actually did watch two other things. I'm sorry. Um, I went to... Second spin, I haven't been there for so long. Yeah. And they actually had the Scream Factory Blu-ray that was used. And in it was, uh, oh, no. It's Visiting Hours and some other movie that's part of a (laughs) two-pack. Fuck, I can't remember it. Uh, But anyways, I'll just talk about Visiting Hours because it's the one that uh, stood out. Um, Visiting Hours has William Shatner in it. And that's why I decided to get it. And... uh, it's about this – it's actually kind of a th- – go ahead. Bad Dreams. Bad Dreams. Oh, yeah. Bad Dreams is like a, a Freddy Krueger knockoff, but it's really bloody and gory, so it's kind of cool. Um, but in Visiting Hours, it's actually a really effective thriller. Uh, Michael Ironside plays a serial killer who hates women, and this news reporter played Don't by Lee Pace – all serial killers hate women? Is that just mm-hmm. the... Maybe. Anyway. Uh, Lee Pace plays a, a news reporter who talks about this woman who defended herself and shot her husband and killed her husband. When he was trying to kill her. So this is like recent. Uh, no, it's like eighty-two. Lee Pace. Yeah. Oh, maybe what's the name of the actress in it? You're are you on IMDb? Oh, uh, no, I'm something not. like that. Lee, Lee Pace is the guy from like Pushing Daisies. And, oh, that's right. Uh, the Hobbit. But anyway, <laughs> sorry. Go ahead. Anyway, so uh, she gets attacked by Michael Ironside's character in her house, and her boss is William Shatner. And she goes to a hospital, and in this hospital, he's terrorizing these people trying to find her because she survived his attack. And the movie is really well shot. The The director did tons of POVs and lots of tracking shots. I mean, he has a couple shots that just last for 10, 10 minutes of Michael Ironside's character walking down a hall and, like, the camera just moving around him. It's really cool. Um, and then when I was watching a special features with a writer of it, and he really wanted William Shatner to play the bad guy. And I wish he did, because in this, William Shatner's really just the guy who, who's the guy there. Mm. Like he has really no arc. Yeah. So yeah. it's a bummer, but still good. Still kept on waiting for him to say Klingon bastards, but did not. So it's cool when like some 1982 horror movie has long shots of people walking down hallways. But when Aaron Sorkin does it, it's fucking stupid bullshit. Mm-hmm. Fuck. Hmm? Because it's just garbage that comes out of people's mouth because he wrote it. God damn it. <laughs> just Put kidding. some garbage in your mouth. It's garbage coming out want, of your mouth I, I now. Want, I don't want wiener oh, in my mouth. Burn. <laughs> um, anyway, so the series finale of 24, uh, I actually thought was pretty great. I think... Uh, did they ever jump forward in time? They did. Okay. 
Uh, it was pretty close to what you said was going to be, except the character was different. Yeah. Um, but the character, uh, fuck it, we'll spoil it. Yeah. So uh, the end of the previous. No, no, pen- tell them what I said first, and then tell them what really oh, happened. Oh, so why don't you tell us what you so said? So Brad's original theory was that Jack Bauer was going to die a hero, and because he's they've been setting up that Jack's a traitor, and the series ended originally as Jack running away, going dark because he's a traitor. Yeah. And then they're showing they're setting up that President Heller was going to die. Yeah, the preview for next week made it seem like you know they had a coffin with a flag on it. So I was like, well, who as a main character would warrant deserving yeah. of that shot? Either the president himself or Jack Bauer. Yeah, and so then Brad said, well, the jump four is going to be it's going to take twelve hours to go from London to L.A. to carry a coffin. To carry back. a coffin, ah. and, which it did. It actually did. That was the jump forward in time. That's cool. Um. And in the penultimate episode, uh, Audrey's sitting down. She's in a sniper's like crosshairs while Jack is infiltrating a ship uh, because Chinese character from a couple seasons ago, seasons five, five, five. Yeah. who tortured Jack, um, ordered a. He, they fi- the U.S. submarine fired on a Japanese, a Japanese Chinese. Chinese aircraft carrier and sank it. So there is escalating to World War Three, basically, unless Jack could prove that. Uh, what was the guy's Zhang? Chang, 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 Chang Z, Z? Chang Z? Yeah. something yeah. like that, Chang. was alive. Racist. So that's, he... that's his name. His name is Chang. <laughs> so uh, Jack <laughs> is infiltrating the sh- ship while Audrey is in a sniper's crosshairs. If she gets up, they're going to kill her um, in it. Uh, Agent, why can't I remember people's names today? Morgan. Morgan, thank you. Saves her, and as they're walking away, a second sniper shoots Audrey and kills her. Um which is the president's daughter. And so uh, when Jack finds out about this, it's like a tour de force of acting <laughs> by Kiefer Sutherland. First he, he's ready to kill himself. Yeah, cause... he's like going to kill himself. And he's like, he's crying and he's wrapped with guilt. And then he like puts the gun down and then he's just filled with rage and he just murders like 30 people. And what, just throws just a butcher, random people? Does throws a butcher like... knife at, a, what, no, at one it, henchman. It, and... yeah, it's people on the ship that he was trying to... Gotcha. Yeah. Just like murdering yeah. him. I mean, he was going against like thirty of them. It's kind of <laughs> he just is great. He goes nuts. It, it's it's a very like fan servicey it is sequence, it's... and I, I liked that. I actually pumped my fist. I was like, "Yeah, Jack!" <laughs> and then he grabbed uh, Chang, and he was showing him to the Chinese president, so the Chinese president could say, "Oh yeah, he is responsible for the thing." And he chopped his head off with a sword. <laughs> it was awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was awesome. So here's the problem I have with 24. Oh my gosh, one of these guys. Because they did two, they did two things this season that I thought were really dumb. Mm-hmm. One of them was that chopping a guy's head off. Now, okay, all the like the viewers wanted to like they wanted to see something like that happen. Mm-hmm. Of course, like as a viewer, I saw that happen. I was like, you were like, yeah. oh man, I want to see this guy's head get chopped off. However, oh. the Chinese government would want him alive. To serve justice. Well, that's if the yeah, United States. Well, and if Jack kills him. I've only wait, seen wait, a wait. little bit of Jack Bauer's I, show, but doesn't Jack Bauer just like kill people he doesn't like? Wait, wait, wait. I can, I, can, I can put a kibosh on that argument. Um, the United States and Chinese don't have diplomatic uh, relationships, so the United States would never release a prisoner on the United States to the Chinese, so it won't matter. Sorry. Okay. So <laughs> Plus, Jack doesn't quite follow the rules anymore. So. <laughs> yeah, sure. So, and, and speaking of Jack not following the rules, um, do we care about spoiling the other person, the, the like the other important character he kills? No, you oh, already no. spoiled the whole season. Um, yeah. uh, the terrorist woman. Mm-hmm. Uh, Throws her out a window? That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, we talked about it already. <laughs> yeah, well... I, he wasn't here. It was a couple yeah. weeks ago. Okay, 
Go ahead. The, the the problem that I had with that is that he does that, mm-hmm. and I thought, oh, so there's going to be like some some repercussions for that. No, nobody <laughs> mentions it. I think Jax isn't like, oh, she was resisting arrest or something. So we <laughs> no, have to no, they don't they don't bring it up at all. I swear, they don't bring it up. Huh. Okay, he, he throws her out of a window, and that's it, and nobody cares, and everyone's <laughs> fine with it. Hey. It's like, yeah, let's not prosecute. Let's nothing. We're, World War Three is coming. There are people falling from the sky fuck all it. the time. Hashtag Nobody fuck knows. it. Throw Lady Stark out of a window. Yeah. Hey, it's okay. We'll get there. So, so it, it, I mean, so you want a terrorist to be like face the United States justice? Who cares? Now, now, I'd rather see her fly out a window and hit splat. Yeah, and, and again, as a viewer, I would too. But I don't think they're writing the show in a, in a smart way at all if they're if they're doing that at the cost of like the story. Um, actually, I think uh, I think. The reason he does do that is because in previous seasons he let people live and it came back to haunt him. Okay, yeah. Whether as Nina or yeah, uh, be, be saying like you think with as as much as the government sticks to regulations, they probably would have stopped him. Like they've stopped Jack before after like, but no one was with him doing his own thing. <laughs> He's <laughs> but, the only one in there. But I'm guessing because of the threat him. of the override device, they just let it go. It was just yeah. him, her, in a yeah. window, man. Yeah. Hey. Hey. He's a lone wolf. Like stuff like that actually makes it harder for me to recommend the show to other people because really because I can't I can't something like that happens then I can't go oh it's really smartly written because it's kind of not I li- I like the show a whole so, lot uh, so I mean where would you go from there just have her I mean the the only thing is you have her arrest and then she just goes away I mean well, what other not necessarily and hold on I, like, but but um, I I don't know if there's a better answer I don't know if there's a, a way to make it interesting but it's the simple solution of let's throw out her window and, and really get people excited about it. I just don't think that's smart. Now, I will say, like, the consequences of killing somebody all willy-nilly when you work for the government may, might not actually happen within 12 hours of you doing it. So, like, it's, it, it, you, you could argue, and I think I am, that uh, 24 is not actually a show about consequences because all of the stuff happens, and then they skip two years forward and skip all of the actual consequences, the, like, bureaucratic consequences of that stuff. Um, So all they do is, like, they say things about how Jack Bowers, he's a lone wolf, and, you know, he goes and does shit, and then, like, something crazy happens, and World War III is going to knock off, and then he, like, throws people out of windows, and then, you know, the next day, people come to or in this case, 13 hours later, people come to him and go, like, Dude, that was some fucked up shit you did. We still haven't cleaned her off the pavement yet, man. Like, yes, you stopped World War Three, but like, what, like there were children down on the street, man. But I would also argue that Jack has suffered lots of consequences for what he's done. He, whether he, it's, he, whether it's Audrey being tr- tortured, his wife being murdered, yeah. his family always being in trouble. They him, should him force his getting kidnapped. Like the whole thing with so I, they I, should force him into retirement. So I mean, he's he's learned that he can't let these people go because. Uh, these people, come, whether it's Tony Almeida or whoever, comes back and gets him. So he knows, and he's already off the grid anyway. He's already gonna, if he gets arrested, he's going to go to prison for the rest of his life anyway. Everyone thinks he's a traitor. Who cares if he kills a terrorist? He got a pardon though. He did, but I would still pardon him if he killed a terrorist. Who gives a shit? <laughs> like, oh no, yeah, he's g- Jack motherfucking. Bauer, you got rid of the Queen of Hearts and that deck of cards we have. I bet people are crying to tears. Fuck her. I wouldn't care. I, I wouldn't be standing outside and be like, bring that man to justice. He stopped a missile from hitting a train station. He threw the perpetrator out a window. What an asshole. Anybody feels stupid for uh, returning Chang Z to the Chinese that one time? Yeah. Because now it came back and bit him in the ass again. But, you know, I, I will say the part that actually did break my heart in it is President Heller is suffering from Alzheimer's, and his daughter is being 
uh, her casket's being carried across, and he's telling Stephen Fry, who plays a prime minister of uh, England, that he says, it's, you know, uh, I'm going to forget this day, and I'm going to forget that my daughter died horribly. And it's like this really sad moment because he realizes he'll never remember how his daughter died. And he talked about how he saw this beautiful woman on his desk, and then he realized it was his daughter. And hmm. it's uh, it's it's pretty great. Yeah, the, I, I thought that was all right. Um, I thought I thought that th- they were talking that because this, this was going to be a short season that there was going to be a time jump at some point, mm-hmm. and I thought it was really lame the way they did that. Oh, just tw- a little epilogue. It was, yeah. it was yeah. just right, a little epilogue. Yeah, I I mean, that oh, so it's it, not like the no, last no. It was like it was forward. like eleven hours and fifty minutes sequentially, and then the, the last, last ten, 10 minutes, minutes was twelve uh, hours later. Yeah, so yeah. That's it, the only thing. I mean, I, I was thinking that maybe. A terrorist attack would happen, and then it jumped forward like an hour or so. I was, then you saw, I was like, kind of hoping that it would do something like that. The, but, see I mean, the aftermath. You know, but... I, I think that would have been way more interesting than what they did. Yeah. yeah. Um. Whatever, so whatever. But I I liked it. If they if there's 24 season 30 or whatever the fuck is the <laughs> next one, I'll watch that. Like, that's why I think like this. If that's not the end, if they're going to do another miniseries, that ending works great. But if it's really the oh, yeah. end of the show. They, they have it set up for another series, and if that is the end of it, you that's should, lame. I read, yeah. a, I read an article, uh, an interview with the showrunner of it, and the original ending was Jack being killed. Mm-hmm. And he realized as they were going, they're writing the scripts, that it was stronger than they thought, and they might be able to get another season out of it. Well, so then they changed it. Fingers crossed. Yeah. I uh, you know what I think would be great is like 12 hours of him escaping Russia. You know, yeah. Um, that's not, what I said for season six should have been. Mm-hmm. 24 hours of him escaping China. Yeah, just escaping. Like, There's yeah. no moles. There's no CIA. Yeah. Uh, you know, maybe Agent yeah. Morgan comes to break him out. And they there's have no to, president. They have, yeah. to, they have to bring her back. Yeah. Oh, yeah, she was Absolutely. great. Um, but she gets him out, and they have to, like, fight their way across Russia because he has tons of enemies in Russia, so I think it would be pretty interesting. Yeah. yeah. But I'm not in charge. For sure. He says he spent 12 hours getting back to his daughter. That's the end of the series. <laughs> and she'll be naked taking a shower. That'd be awesome. What? James, what did you watch this week? <laughs> 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 um, honestly, I didn't watch a whole lot. Uh, I've got, yeah, I, it's all stuff that we've talked about before. Um, but I do want to talk about, um, we, Dan and I this week watched the third episode of Leftovers, um, which that show is interesting at the very least. Like what, what what's really cool about this episode is that the main characters, as we were introduced to them in the first couple episodes, are not even in this episode. Like the daughters aren't in, or the daughters not in the episode. The sons not in the episode. Right. The the dad is, but only in like one quick scene. Think, yeah, like he, one, like he like one scene. he pops in and waves at the camera and is like, "Hey, bye guys," and he's out. So the whole episode is about this reverend. Um, if if you didn't listen to the earlier episode about the leftovers, basically a rapture-like event has taken away two percent of the entire population of the earth, and there's no real like rhyme or reason as to who went and who didn't. And there's this pastor in the town who um, is because a lot of people are going around and saying like, "Oh man, we have to remember all these heroes," and like they're putting everybody who disappeared up on a pedestal. He's going around and like deliberately trying to find the dirty secrets that those people had and then he's publishing them in a magazine and like going to public areas and like yelling about like this man you know gambled away his children's entire college fund and stuff like that um and it's a very if you if you're like me and you really like damon lindelof it's a very damon lindelof episode um mostly because they're um that character becomes this sort of faith-based character who is very very tested and and um basically he at the beginning of the episode sort of finds out that like 
he's going to lose the the land where his church is that his church is on and so he's got to find $130,000 in one day and then it just follows that one arc and we learn pretty much everything about that character in one episode and you could watch the episode if you knew the basics of that show you could watch just that episode as like a mini movie. Oh, yeah, totally. As like, and just would, like this one little self-succinct story or yeah. whatever the phrase And it would be is. absolutely fascinating and a really cool character arc and would stick with you in some of the ways that it, it has sort of stuck with me. Um, I was really a, surprised that they, because the, the other two episodes weren't really like that. No. There was a lot of jumping around, a lot of showing other stuff going on. And Yeah, I mean, or, I, or at least it, it felt like they were building sort of a, a season-long arc with those two episodes. This one is like just... Telling yep. you who this guy is. Um, and he does, like, he, we find out that his sister is the Nora, um, what's her name? Uh, her name is, her first name is Nora, and she lost her whole family, so both her kids and her husband disappeared. Um, and so she became, like, this celebrity in the town. Um, and the scene between the two of them, like, we knew before this that they were friends for some reason and couldn't understand why, because, like, he's such a, he seems like such a douche. Um, and in this episode, when you find out, like, what happened to him on the day that that all the people disappeared and and what he's actually going through like you kind of get him more uh but there's this man there's this really wonderful scene where uh they're talking about um the the two of them you know he's talking to his sister and she basically says like do you have any idea what happened and she's he's like no I, I really don't and he gets mad at her because she has lost her faith and he's like you know what and she says to him uh if this is a test i think you're the one who's failing it uh and it's such a such an interesting and powerful moment i think um just a it's a damn good show and i'm really excited about where it's going yeah um, that, that one episode was really really good yeah yeah, yeah. Um, i kind of hope like i mean you know i don't really know what to expect out of it. like i'm not, i don't i deliberately don't watch previews of shows like next week on whatever because i, yeah. I just want to go into it fresh and so i have no idea if the next week is like just about one character or like one little story or if it's just little bits of everybody you know like i have no idea but if they could do something like this every single time i'm pointing at the playstation as if that is the show i don't know why i'm doing <laughs> that um we watched it on something that was over here but um if they could <laughs> If they can keep that going, I think I think it could be yeah. really strong. Yeah, it, it was really good. It's the kind of television that I like. Um, and you know, Dan and I have talked about this because Dan's been watching Game of Thrones. You know, I I gravitate towards like with Lost shows that are very much about the characters and not necessarily about the thing that's happening. Um, and that's what this show is in in a super hardcore way, almost to its own detriment because there are little things that they'll hint out, like the animals and stuff like that, where there's this little bits of mystery that are so just peppered in that you almost think they could they could never address it it could just be that there is something supernatural going on and for me it would probably be okay but for some people it's going to drive you absolutely fucking up the walls um yeah some like some right. people need answers that yeah kind of stuff. well and and i think it, it to to some people it'll be a red herring right so like there's that scene where he's like shooing away the the whole pigeons in the whole episode he shoes away the pigeons the pigeons are in the casino the like the pigeons keep coming back for no fucking reason but anyway um there were some it's pigeons a, yeah there are some pigeons in the show well the i i talked about it in the first episode like the animals in the town are acting weird but it's in like it's tiny little scenes every now and then and you're just like what what is what is that and then they move on and then they tell you this really awesome story so mm. oh. As long as they don't explain that in some throwaway scene, that it's just the ghosts of the people who have already died. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, I, I, I know. I know. The whispers was the worst explanation. It's I terrible. agree. I agree. 
That was a day get lost, by the way. <laughs> um, but anyway, that's pretty much all I got. Brad, what did you see in the last like 18 weeks you haven't been here? Uh, <laughs> not a lot. I finished rewatching Breaking Bad. That was awesome again, listening to the commentaries and stuff. Fascinating, uh, learning about their production style and stuff and watching them behind the scenes, especially mm-hmm. um, the whole shootout in Tajali, which apparently that name is the name of the reservation they film on. It's the Native American name huh. for that land. So that's where that name for that episode comes from. Is it the, the one that's like in the last four or five episodes there? Yeah, yeah okay. where Hank. Yeah. Is is it the one where like people afterwards were... Um, oh, no, no. There's the one where it's the the episode is named really bizarrely and the name is actually the letters of the elements that make up meth. That's what I'm thinking of. There that's, were like... Is that's that, uh, Felina. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's the very last one. No, this one's right. a few episodes before that where... Uh, Hank finally catches Walt. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah right. Felina, anagram for finale. Is he in his underwear? No, that's season one. <laughs> Fuck. That's the same land, though. That's where they started cooking. It is. Yeah, it's yeah. Felina. Oh, yeah. Um, Never seen an episode. It's you good. Should. You, should. you should watch it. Yeah. It's a good yeah. TV show that they made. Mm-hmm. They called it Breaking Bad. <laughs> it's good. Is it like Mad Men where you're like, oh, you should really watch no. the show? And then no. Mad Men, you're, you're like watching Mad Men. You're like, oh, my I God. I don't want to tell Mad you this, Men. but the thing that sold me on the show when I was watching it, I think it's like three episodes in. They have to dissolve a body in hydrochloric acid, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. <laughs> it's awesome. You will adore. And one of the guys, sequence. Jesse, doesn't listen to Walt's instructions, so he just puts the body in a bathtub. And hydrochloric acid will only dissolve, won't dissolve plastic, but it dissolves everything else, like metal. So the body dissolves in the tub, and then like they come back to the house two hours later, and then they notice the ceilings like bowing, and then chunks of the body just fall into the ceiling. It dissolves yes. through the house. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so stuff happens in this. TV show, not like Mad Men. Yeah. Yes. Oh my God. Yes. Mad Men's Wait, What is the anyway. TV show that he likes that everyone else knows is shit? Um, Hunger mm. Games. No, it's a movie. <laughs> Spartacus, Blood and Sand. <laughs> yeah, my favorite TV uh, show. Spartacus, Spartacus, is, Spartacus, Spartacus is cool. Spartacus is yeah. cool. Spartacus is cool. Yeah. Son of a bitch. Friends. Friends sucks. Friends. <laughs> uh, uh, the 75 million people watch your final episode. <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah. Uh, you know what? They're there for me. Where they've been, where they been for the last 10 years? <laughs> Not watching NBC. They went yeah. to watch Joey. Oh, wait. <laughs> yeah, they were really there for Joey, weren't they? <laughs> they were. Uh, the other two things I watched, uh, one was, well, part of Rapture Palooza because it was so boring, so I turned it off. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And they take a lot it. of time spending uh, setting up the world, and then it's like, oh, yeah. Th- now we know what the plot is. Well, I've already well it's hard it when you have a great movie like This is the End. <laughs> Did you not yeah. at least like? Oh, y- he starts. You should. You he- should f- just watch the end because the end. No. So no, no, I'm gonna spoil it. So God shows up, and God is played by um, Morgan oh, Freeman. Shit! No, 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 no. Uh, the, the guy Peter plays, Weller. No, Chang from Community. Um, Ken Jong. Ken Jong. So Ken Jong is playing God, and he's a complete asshole. And then he and the devil fight, and then they get electrocuted in a hot tub, and it's awesome. It's the best part of the movie. Wow, they took a long time to get there. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Rapture Palooza, okay, starring. I, I missed the title. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that sounds awesome. Anna Kendrick and yeah, yeah. You watch the beginning where Anna Kendrick gets yelled at by a grasshopper, and then watch the end where where Ken Jong and <laughs> and the devil fight. Um, All right. Yeah. This, this sounds like nonsense. Yeah, that should be fun. Because uh, it's right after Jesus gets uh, shot by a, with the he gets shot with a laser, um, and he and his horse explode in in the middle of the air. So God comes down and is like, "What the fuck?" And then, like, he and the devil fight and get electrocuted in the hot tub. So, end of Great. 
And the other thing I watched was Jackass Point Five, <laughs> <laughs> which is basically just the bits that they didn't put in to the show, the the real movie. Wait, Bad Grandpa. Sorry. Mm. Oh, Bad Grandpa. Yeah, point Bad Grandpa five. Point Five is uh, extended skits that they didn't put in the movie, but they also do like interview style talking about the skits. Yeah. So it's uh, I thought it was gonna be the wife storyline with Kathleen Keener that they cut out, mm. but no, it's it's just like bonus skits that. They just have like interviews about, and then hmm. they show them. Um, yeah, and that Pretty was good as a shit on the wall. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. I mean, yeah, I can't really really remember any of them. They're so kind of throwaway. It's, it's a lot of just Irving just been going up to random people and trying to fuck with them. Hmm. So see who bites. Trying to fuck with them, and then like for the <laughs> one guy who like they run over the penguin statue or the peng the foam penguin with. There's just more of that guy mm-hmm. just flipping out and stuff. And then they have, like, that guy doing an interview with Giant Oxford. I'm like, what do you think? Uh, like, that scene, like, what was going through your head? So, stuff like that. So, it's it's more like a, more of a documentary. Like a documentary, than, basically. Yeah. Huh. So, it's not like another... It, it's it's like, as long as another movie, but it's not, like, another movie. It's like The Matrix Revisited, but with Bad Grandpa. Sure. I, was, I don't know. Okay. Yeah, that's it for me. Is uh, Andy Wachowski in that a dude? Uh, yeah. So it'll be really weird watching that. Uh, well, Andy Wachowski's always... Oh, it's Larry Wachowski is yeah, the... Yeah. Oh, yeah. Lana. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to ask, is it, like, is it Lana? Or, like, what? what's the new name? Like, I, I, don't I think know. it's Lana Wachowski. Yeah. It's Lana. Dan, do oh, you want to talk about Game Why of Thrones? Why did we see Jupiter Ascending this week? Uh, oh, yeah, that's what was supposed to come out this week, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah. Oh, man. What is Jupiter Ascending? Jupiter Ascending was that movie where uh, Channing Tatum was in is the future, and he's got, like, some... He's got like pointy ears. He's, Channing Tatum is a Vulcan, and uh, Mia Kunis is a magical fairy princess. And the aliens, the gay aliens, are coming to, and they're gonna. They want to kill Mia Kunis so that they can have the Earth. And then the. the cool. What'd you watch this week, Dan? <laughs> I have no idea what he's talking about. Exactly. That's what it, like, that's, that's, like that sounds like maybe a story. I, I don't know. absolutely am You're like, line you, for line <laughs> quoting the trailer. Yeah, that's like the trailer. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I've, I've never heard of that. Uh, I've been watching a lot of stuff. We talked about 24. We talked about um, The Leftovers. That's good. Yeah. People people should check that out. Uh, I've been, so long story short, Comcast uh, gave me a free year of like a bigger TV package included in that is HBO. Mm-hmm. So I've been watching through Game of Thrones. And uh, I'm only two seasons in, and I actually don't want to talk about it because I want to get caught up before we sure. like get. To I haven't seen it. the fourth season. Uh, I've only seen them on, like, as they've been released on home video. Okay, so. yeah, um, on VHS. Yeah. <laughs> on like thirty. Oh yeah, I guess I'd have to say VHS, on Blu-ray. So. I guess home video doesn't exist anymore. Um, it's good, except that I, and maybe James has made this exact argument before, but they are not like they're they're not smaller stories that one episode is about. Every episode is just a chunk of the story and that's fine because I really like the story, but, um, they, I get the feeling that they just have so much ground to cover that they don't want to waste time doing that. uh, Like it's only 10 episodes per season. That seems like, like I haven't read the books, but I like, I know they're leaving stuff out, but I also feel like they're leaving stuff out because of what they're showing me. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like I I think, um, I benefited because, you know, James talked about how much he didn't like, I actually really like the show. But just like Lost, if I can watch, I watch all the episodes back to back to back, and so it seems more cohesive that way. I think if there's like a week break constantly, I think it'd be a little less enthused watching it. Well, like, uh, 
so the analogy, like the uh, an example of something like that would be like if I'm, I'm just going to go watch one episode of Lost, mm-hmm. or something like that, I would go watch the Constant, the one about Desmond, tra- like his sure. mind traveling through time, and I could watch like because I've seen it and it's been a while. Even if I weren't like watching through the show right now, I could watch that one episode and really like it. Mm-hmm. it some people couldn't, and that's fine. Um, and and like I'm not saying the Game of Thrones is shit because of this. No, it's really good. It's really yeah. well done. I really like it. I want to keep watching it, and I might even start reading the books. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's just about all I'll say about that. It's, yeah, no, it's I think good. I think you're right. I, I you know, because I got into Lost right after I met James, and I was fortunate. You're welcome. I was fortunate to <laughs> for I, me for meeting me, not for Lost. Yeah, I, I I watched the last season as soon as it came out on DVD. So I watched one through five, and then season six came out like the next week. So I literally watched the show beginning to end. Yeah. And I didn't suffer from it how other fans did, where there's, you know, an 18-month gap. or Well, and you were outside. I remember I was talking about this. You also finished it after the, um, the internet, like the internet had, had stopped talking about it. Yeah. So by the time you would watch it and you wanted to talk about it, it was like, oh, well, there's not like this shitstorm of fucking hate everywhere where you can't go onto the internet and not feel like you're supposed to hate that show. Yeah, um, and I, I feel the same way about the Game of Thrones, where some people don't like it because of all those stories. But I think I benefit from being able to put in disc one, watch four episodes; put in disc two, watch four episodes. You know what I mean? It's sure. I, I think that's uh, where I'm able to get away from that because I could see how it could be frustrating. Yeah, it's because you know you have to remember all these characters. I'm like the Lannisters and I forget who is a Lannister and the, there's like the the, the, uh, the story is really dense and yes. I, I have the feeling that if you kind of spend too much time away from it you might come back and need a little bit of a refresher um, at least there's lots of titties in it the, yeah that that helps you know <laughs> yeah I, I don't think there's lots I mean there's at least one a, a scene per episode where there's yeah. boobs yeah well you know but it's they're, HBO you're, they're yeah. also <laughs> off, off well from time to time they are way over the top um, See, I, I I came to this show after Spartacus, and I think this show's way more tame than Spartacus. Dude, Spartacus never had like I, I don't remember. In Spartacus, some dude is decapitated while he's fucking a chick. I'm just yeah, <laughs> but that to me is not as bad as like they there. I remember a shot from I think it's season two where like we're watching people fucking, and then we pull back through a keyhole where one lady is like blowing another blowing some dude. Sure, it's in a whorehouse. And then we pull pull back again, and there's like this woman, and she's like wiping shit off of her face. And you're just like, oh, I, I fucking get it. Like, okay, I, okay hey, I'm watching James, HBO. that's what happens in a whorehouse. Go to one sometime. <laughs> but there was no purpose to the scene. The, the, the purpose of the scene was, we are at a whorehouse. And then yeah. that was the end of the scene. Lots of, like, lots of kinky shit goes on in a whorehouse. Yeah. Have you seen Eyes Wide Shut? Man. <laughs> yeah, have you it's seen... Not, um, that's not really... Have you seen Shoot 'Em Up? Hung. <laughs> oh, my God. But that there's a purpose to that scene. He needs to kill. Yeah. He needs to fuck that lady and kill those dudes. He needs uh, Monica Bellucci. Bellucci. Yes. Yes. Nice. Bellucci. Yeah. Um. Is that? Does he? Ha- I I don't remember shooting enough well enough. Does he have to like keep? Is it like crank where like he's got to keep his adrenaline up? No, no, he's, no. he's trying to keep a baby track. alive. I don't remember why. <laughs> Maybe the greatest scene. Oh, there's, yeah, um, yeah, yeah there's the baby. baby there's that okay. scene where the baby's on the little uh, like merry-go-round carousel, and yes. he's trying to make sure a sniper can't hit it. So he shoots his gun at the thing and hits the handles deliberately to start spinning it to make it harder for the sniper to hit it. And then he takes the baby and runs away. 
and Shoot 'Em Up is amazing. And pe- <laughs> people need to watch Shoot 'Em Up because holy fuck, that movie is I amazing. Ever, I, I've never seen it, Dan, but now I'm going to. It's really good. The, there's a whole there's a whole rant in there about people not using turn signals. It's really good. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Wait, who's Ryan, in that Ryan, movie? Is that Clive Owen. Phillips? Yeah, Clive no, Owen. Clive Owen and um, Monica Bellucci. Yeah. Paul and Giamatti. And some baby. Paul Giamatti. Yeah, yeah, Paul, Paul Giamatti. Giamatti at the end. Yes. Oh man. I need. I next time I'm out at some store. Ryan, you'll probably really like. Shoot. Cool. I'll have to watch. I need it. to see if I can find a user. I I want to own that. I haven't seen. I've only seen it once. I want to see it. Um, yeah. Uh, so I watched a movie called. Um, I watched Exam. Came out in 2009. Uh, this is a movie that I saw on a list of movies that take place in like one single location. So like Cube was on that list. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Exam is a movie about these eight people who are applying for a job. It's and they don't really know what the job is. They just know it's this, with this really big company. It's a really good job, really high pay, really good benefits. And um, the whole movie just takes place in this exam room. It's just this room with eight desks, and they're they come in to take this test, and they don't know what the test is, and uh, this guy comes in and tells them like what the test is, except that like there's not really one, and so they're all just kind of left sitting, what's going on, um, like wondering what's going on, and um, like it's an interesting idea, but it just falls flat, and the actors are not very good, and it the like the mystery behind it is not interesting. Like the idea is interesting, or they don't deliver on it. Um, it has this famous um, Will Smith and Tommy Lee Jones. No, <laughs> that's not it. Uh, <laughs> I appreciate the effort, though. Do they end up having to shoot aliens. No. Okay. I'll that's tell you. I'll tell you a good one with Robert Downey Jr. It's called Two Girls and One Guy. It takes place in an apartment. You've. Uh, he means from the list, right? He doesn't just mean like a good movie. Like, just a good I'll, movie. T- I'll give you. A good I'll one. tell you a good movie. Jaws. The Terminator. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs> um, um, it has this British, uh, like British actor, uh, black guy. He was in. Oh, uh, fuck, Luther. Um, he was in. Uh, he was in some of the James. He was in some of the Pierce Brosnan James Bond movies. A couple of them. Um, hmm. he's, this, he's this famous British actor. Like he doesn't show up in that much stuff over here, but he was in it for a little bit. Um, but I don't know if you want to go watch that. It's on Netflix. You can go check out Exam. But it doesn't uh, sound like much. Yeah. yeah, I mean, like, yeah, you know, based you might on like your more, recommendation, I think I'm going to see Shoot 'Em Up first. Yeah, no, straight <laughs> up, people need to fucking watch Shoot 'Em Up. John, John, no, it's not. No, it's not um, if you say that, I, I might know it. If you see his picture, he's a good looking dude. I don't know. Um, Whatever. Um, nope. Don't. don't and then, it. like, not to touch on each one of them, but I just watched all four Alien movies for the first nice. time recently, and they're pretty good. I can get why people really like that series. What's um, the best one? What's the best one? Uh, I think they actually, I think one is the best. I think Alien is the best Alien movie. Mm-hmm. And then two and three are, I would say, about equal. I think two is better. Three is pretty close. And then four's got a number of issues. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I still had, you know, I still had fun with it. And I actually, um, after we did that, I also rewatched Prometheus. But I actually saw it before I saw any of those. Hmm. And rewatching Prometheus, I really like Prometheus. <laughs> and I. Like, if people had issue with that movie, I can kind of get it because maybe they thought it was going to be, like, it was going to lead into the Alien series a little bit more. But um, the argument that James made to me is the sequel to Prometheus is not Alien, it's Prometheus 2, which they're going to make. Mm-hmm. It, it's going to be the continuation of that story. And it ties in, but it's this kind of separate thing that's going on. And, and 
that's totally right. Um, yeah. And I I think Prometheus is pretty good too. No, Prometheus is a great movie. To be um, fair, I saw that's from Damon Lindelof. Yeah, like I okay, straight up, I didn't know, but um, wow, you could have just taken he, credit. He could have owned it. Yeah, you could no, have no, no, I, no, no, no. I like Damon Lindelof too much. Wait, uh, wait for um, you to cite your sources, James. <laughs> Colin <laughs> Colin Salmon is that black guy's Colin. Guy. Sa- yeah, that, that's guy's name. He was actually in this season of Twenty Four for like one or two shots. He was some yeah. guard at some point. Um, and uh, yeah, like if people haven't seen Alien. Or, like, not to spoil it, but you should go see Alien. That yeah, there's really a good. sweet... Uh, not to spoil it, but it's good. I was on Digital Bits. They have, like, a, a limited edition San Diego Comic-Con cover for Alien. It's pretty Fuck. awesome. I, I could... Um, so, like, kind of the two most famous parts of, of that movie are um, when the... The chestburster? Yeah, the, that. And, I like, I didn't know about that, but I could kind of figure out that that was going to happen at the time. But the thing I didn't see coming at all was uh, Ian Holm. <laughs> Yeah, didn't see creepy. that at all. Yeah, it got me too. That that was I really liked that. Uh, <laughs> and and it, like even when it was happening, I was like, well, I don't understand what is happening here. And then they like tell you, I'm like, oh fuck, okay. Um, so yeah. and they do it three more times. And then the they do it three movies, more times because totally uh, reduces. Because hey, no, remember whatever. that? Why don't a writer's turn is great? <laughs> yeah. Remember that movie you saw? This is the sequel to that movie. What if the next time there's a chestburster, the chestburster comes through a dude's head too? Yeah, I, I think Aliens is a pretty fun movie. I think Alien is the best, but I think Aliens is pretty fun. I just can't watch it unless the mute's on. I just hate the dialogue now. <laughs> uh, I can't help it. James Cameron. I uh, I'm watching some other stuff. Like, I don't know. I, I watched Heat for the first time recently. That's pretty good. Um, don't really need to touch on it, though. <laughs> um, I don't know. That's about all I can think of. Cool. Yeah. Rafe, you watch anything this week? Uh, nothing too exciting. Just um, um, it's always sunny in Philadelphia on Netflix. Uh, that's um, always fun. Yeah, one of my favorite episodes um, when the gang wrestles for the troops. Yeah. Oh yes. Yeah, that was really good. <laughs> He's got a bucket full of walnuts. <laughs> I think it was chestnuts. Is it chestnuts? <laughs> he has this bucket full of chestnuts. I mean, who carries around chestnuts? Is he eating them? <laughs> <laughs> um, and then when uh, the soldier gets off the bus and. Uh, <laughs> The soldier that Dee's been talking to online. Um, he had hurt his ankle or something, so he's in a wheelchair. Uh, but Dee didn't know this. He just sees him in a wheelchair, and she thinks that he's paralyzed. Um, so she was talking to the soldier. Her screen name was Desert Rose, some number. Um, and she shows up dressed like a rose. She has this red shirt on with like green pants. <laughs> and as soon as the soldier um, gets wheeled down on his uh, little elevator thing um, from the bus um, and the soldier sees D, he's like, oh, it's Desert Rose. And she's like, no, no, I'm her friend. She just sent me here. <laughs> yeah. She couldn't make it. I love that all those people are pieces of shit. <laughs> yeah. And then Frank gives him the, the jean shorts. Like, yeah. Here you go. And, and then he plays... Um, Kiss, Kiss from a Rose by Sealed, which <laughs> D was planning on playing right. and singing. And it just plays. And it just and, goes to commercial. Uh, yeah, Frank is there saluting the guy. <laughs> and um, the guy just has no idea what to think of this. And just kind of <laughs> slowly brings up his hand to salute Frank. <laughs> and Kiss from a Rose just kind of you know, kicks up in volume and then just cuts the commercial. <laughs> it's it so is great. It's so good. Uh, awesome. Watch them chopped. That, that's kind of a fun show. People cook food. They get eliminated. <laughs> Chopped, yeah. if you will. Stan Lee yeah. was on this week's Chopped. Hell's Kitchen. Stan Lee? Dude, did he cook something? No, he was at the chef's table. That's awesome. Oh, nice. I can understand why it's called Hell's Kitchen. 
is what he said. Did you make a bunch of Daredevil references in the show? Uh, the, it's funny the the narrator was saying, and now, I forget her name, Joy is going to avenge her loss. <laughs> like all these like Ooh. Marvel characters. <laughs> it was pretty lame. Wow. But Stanley was on it, so it was awesome. Face front, true believers. What are we doing next? Fucking box office numbers. This is the box office stats. Ape strong. Yeah. Real strong. 73 million, if I remember correctly. Yeah, just about. Um, But as you said, the movie we saw, Tammy, came in at uh, 12. Mm hmm. Dollars? You know what? Twelve dollars. Twelve dollars. Yeah. Okay. Here's the thing I don't like about Melissa McCarthy. Two matinee tickets were purchased. Is people always say that they shouldn't make an issue about her weight, but the movie she wrote, Tammy, mm-hmm. makes fun of her not being able to jump over a counter because she's too fat. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I really think she can be no really funny. It's she's, that, like she's she has typecast herself. I know. I didn't. You know, I mentioned it. I watched This Is Forty again, and she's yeah. really funny in This Is Forty. Yeah. Man, I gotta watch that again. That was good. Yeah, it's six bucks at uh, Target on uh, Blu-ray. Yeah, but by the time I get there, it'll be fucking fifteen. Mm, maybe. <laughs> I can see ga- James coming. They raise the prices. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, so yeah, n- um, but what else came out this year, uh, this weekend, James? Over the history of movies that we should mention oh. on here, the history of cinema. Shit, I this didn't... week on Real Nerds. Um. Last week it was Terminator Two. Yeah, that happened. Um. I'll cut this part out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Crazy, huh? I remember seeing that at the Dollar Theaters in Arvada, Terminator 2. And my aunt bought us a ticket for it, and she wanted to go see, fuck, I don't know, Fern Gully with my little niece. <laughs> um, and we got there so early that we're like, oh, our aunt is in there. And the guy said, there's no one else in there. You guys aren't 17. He said, oh, but we just want to see Arnold Schwarzenegger. He said, all right, go on in there. It was uh, great. I grew up watching uh, Terminator 2 and oh, RoboCop, yeah. like, constantly. I was, like, five years old, running it from the video store. Yep, me too. Just, just, Same thing. Just constantly. I, I still know that movie, like, beat for beat, but I still love it. So, in 1982, uh, this weekend, the 28th week of this year, um, Tron came out to a, a whopping $4 million, beat out by fucking E.T. Nice. Yep. Because E.T. is a better movie. It was in its fifth. You movie. can't even argue that. It was in, it, actually, I can't. I, can't. I, I, I haven't I really seen can't. Tron. I haven't seen ET in years, but, but probably e. about. I think movie. I think Tron is. They're both good though. Tron is visually cool, but I think it's other than that, it's meh. Yeah, uh, but but ET was in its fifth week and was still like. Yeah, ET is rocking. Made hard. something like four hundred million dollars in nineteen eighty two, so it's like eight billion dollars now. I don't know. Four million dollars in eighty two is still pretty impressive, though. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. There's, there's movies that would kill for that in this day and age. In, Random, uh, oh, sorry. Oh, go ahead. Random diversion. Um, are they still making that Tron sequel? Uh, I think so. They keep talking about it. Yeah. Tron Legacy was cool. Uh, yeah, yeah, I agree. I'm sure they're going to because they redid. Uh, I don't know if you guys have been to Disney World, but they have this fast track like Chevy test drive where you're in a car and it goes really fast. They just redid the whole ride to be Tron. Dude. So I have to go do that ride again. Yeah. Do, do the cars still have Chevy logos on them? No. So, oh, okay. I know. I was kind of excited at the thought of, like, Tron Chevy. Chevy. Tron. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, it's Tron, but you're inside the computer in the dashboard of a Chevy. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm hoping so. I, I just hope they don't take too long that, like, they reboot the whole thing again. Like, I would want oh, them to yeah. bring back Olivia Wilde and that dude. Yeah. Um, Anything like with Olivia characters. Wilde and skin-tight clothes, I'm down for. Yeah, basically. Yeah, 
Just sitting around being bored on the couch. I love right. Olivia Wilde. Yeah, if it were, it should be like a dating movie about just the two of them. Hey, like, hey, and Olivia having... Wilde's a good actress. She is, and she's yeah. funny. Oh, I did. I am forgetting something actually that I watched. But anyway, I so I watched this movie. I will, I'll do it out of place because fuck it, I don't care. Um, <laughs> I watched a movie called Drinking Buddies that's on Netflix, mm-hmm. and it's under comedy. It's not that funny, um, but it's not bad. It's it's like they got a handful of balls of, of comedians together. To do like an indie drama, um, but basically Olivia Wilde's in it, and uh, the dude who plays the older brother in Freaks and Geeks, fuck, that's not very good. But hey, yeah, there's a handful of comedians that you will recognize, like people who. Tend One to of the dudes is a, uh, from New Girl. That show's pretty good. Oh yeah, yeah, surprisingly. Yeah. Oh, uh, and Ron Livingston's in it as well, and Anna Kendrick, um, and basically like. These two couples go up into the woods one weekend and... Do Anna Kendrick and Olivia Wilde make out? No. I'm not watching it. No. <laughs> Anna Kendrick Anna Kendrick makes out with Olivia Wilde's boyfriend, and no. Olivia Wilde uh, is sort of in love with Anna Kendrick's boyfriend. Do we see boobs? Uh, no. I'm not watching it. No. You never see... Actually, no, you do. You do see boobs. Who's? Yeah. Uh, Olivia Wilde. She, okay, I'll she see She runs into the, like, into the ocean naked at one point. I'll see it. Um, all right. I think I heard somewhere that most of the dialogue in that movie was improv. It it feels like it. Um, most of the movie feels like it's improv, um, and it's it's interesting. It's not like entertaining to watch though. Um, so like, and it, and it doesn't it doesn't go in the directions that you think it will. Like it's this sort of love triangle, and we have to watch Olivia Wilde's character sort of go through this arc where she has to sort of grow up because um, she's kind of obnoxious in some degrees. Um, it's okay. Uh, you know, it's worth watching on Netflix mm. in an afternoon. Right. Well, that's but. too bad. Then. I was hoping it would be funnier than it was. but Yeah. It's not yeah. as good as Point Break, which came out this week in 1999. Nice. Oh, man. Right? Yeah. Wait. Seriously. I am an FBI 90, Sorry, 91. 91. Uh, it, got, it, it came in out at number four, beat out by Terminator 2, a reissue of 101 Dalmatians, and Boys in the Hood. Yeah, because Point Break isn't really that great. Uh, I will fucking fight you. It's not that great. <laughs> I, 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 c- come on. The character's <laughs> name is Johnny Utah, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Johnny Utah. He's an FBI agent who has to go undercover as a surfer to catch bank robbers. How do you not love that movie? Dressed it's up like... basically Fast and Furious, but with surfing. <laughs> yeah, they're like the same movie. And he has one, la- totally and he has one last ride. <laughs> yeah, and then, yeah, and then uh, he has to... He rides out into the storm. Because oh. they're like brothers, man. Yeah. Yeah. I'm in the FBI. Yeah, dude. Oh, that's so good. I own it. I bet you do. Yeah. Go ahead and watch that for Catherine me. Catherine Bigelow's best movie. No way. It is not better than Zero Dark Thirty. Oh, you're right. It's Catherine Bigelow's second best okay. movie. Jeez. Catherine Brigolow, female Brigolow. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> that's horrible. It's like what a weird last name. Um, hey, what's coming out on Blu-ray? All kinds of shit. DVD releases and Blu-rays. Um, by all kinds. So in this case, it's all kinds of shit because <laughs> uh, Transfor- uh, uh, Transcendence, I mean, comes out this week. Nice. Um, but you all forget that. Um, Heaven is for real. Gets a Blu-ray release this week. Nice. Uh, Sabotage. Did anybody? Did anybody? No, see I really want to see it. Yeah. I, I think I'm going to pre-order it because I heard it's like super violent. Oh yeah. Yeah. Cool. Like old school Arnold. It's movies. got Sam Worthington in it. It does. So Hopefully, he just, just keeps his Australian accent. Be prepared. 
uh, uh, Blue Ruin, which is that little indie movie that we saw earlier this year, uh, is getting its Blu-ray release. Um, unfortunately, right now it's like crazy expensive. Um, but if you see it for eight dollars or so, like I think we all would agree, you should check it out. We, we all kind of liked it for the most for the most part, as I remember. Anyway, um, that Jude Law show, Dom Hemington Hemingway. It's a movie. Uh, what? Got good reviews. Was it a movie? Yeah, it's a TV show. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Um, well, the case looks like a TV show, and there was a. Oh, I'm thinking of Donovan. That's the yeah. Uh, the driver. Yeah. Um, the Hobbit comes out this week. Not the one you like, but the animated season uh, show, like movie cool. from way back in the day. That seems kind of random. Yeah, like it's a it's a kind of classy. Well, it looks like they're trying to make it look like the film, like the Blu-ray. Ah, of course yeah. they are. Um, they they want you to accidentally buy it for your kids, and it says the animated classic all over it. Um, and uh, Jennifer Lopez's Anaconda nice. gets a Blu-ray re-release re- this week, as well as. Last Action Hero. Yeah, I know. Remember, I told you that, and it has like the original poster art on it. Yeah, it yeah, makes it me does. Mad. I want that now. See, I would buy it, but I'm afraid if I buy it, Amazon's going to send me the same one. Ooh. Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm really nervous about that. You Ooh. could go into a store and get it. But is it going to be in a store? That's a, that's the problem. Twist and Shout probably have it. Who goes yeah, to but, stores? But then they're going to charge me forty bucks for it at Twist and Shout. Oh God. <laughs> There's also a. Uh... <laughs> Your life's so hard. <laughs> hey. You know what? I just want to be able to order it off Amazon for seven dollars. <laughs> Did you get Weird Al's new album? No, I'll tell you a funny story. Actually, I was going to tell everybody to go buy it. It's going to be my little thing. He his album's going to probably debut at number one on the Billboard charts, and it's it's going to be the first time ever in his career. I went to Best Buy uh, three days ago. Sold out. Nice. Sold out of it. Wow. And I kept on meaning to get it. I did watch this really funny video of him schooling this Fox News reporter. Did you watch it? Yeah, that mm-hmm. was good. Oh, it was awesome. That was really so good. he was talking about how there's no MTV anymore, Weird Al is. And he said, you know, you have to find ways to promote your album. So that's what I did, eight videos in eight days. I'm going to go on there. I'm just going to make these videos. We're going to have fun. And the, the Fox News guy says, so how would you make money off of it? He's like, I, I'm not making money off of it. I, I'm, I'm doing this to promote my album, and that way I can make money. But so you're not making any money off the videos you're making? He's like, fuck no, dude. Of course, he's really nice, and he's explaining how yeah. Yeah. how to market yourself. Yeah. And the Fox News guy just didn't get it, why he was doing it for free. Yeah. <laughs> you got to do everything for money. I know. He's um, like, you're not even getting like a million dollars? I keep on forget. He kept on asking me he's getting a million dollars for it. Yeah. Yeah. Because he needs it? I only brought it up because there's a song on there called The First World Problems. Mm-hmm. And like one of the lines is like, I had to buy something extra on Amazon just so I could get free shipping. <laughs> <laughs> I know I need to get that. Um, me and Brad saw Weird Al last time he was in town. He was at the L.A. Hawkins Opera House. I remember it took us forever to find the opera house. <laughs> you, you and I inadvertently saw Weird Al together like many years yeah, ago. Yeah, Brad was there too. Oh, yeah? At the uh, I didn't know that Center too. parking lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that, I was there. Um, yeah, we were with a friend of mine in, from middle school. Yeah. We were the cool guys in the front when he asked for a request, and we said one more minute, and he played one more minute. I was like a foot away from it. He came down the aisle and sat in the chair. There was an empty chair in the row right behind me, and he sat there, and he was covered in sweat. It was so gross. <laughs> he looked he looked like a fat man who had been running for the last two hours to save his own life. Well, he does like, do a costume change for every song. Yeah, yeah it's insane. <laughs> yeah, He's wearing that um, fat suit <laughs> yeah. in, like, 100-degree weather. Oh, yeah. I still love his uh, Weird Al TV that he shows in his concerts. And uh, I've been to three of his concerts, and he always has the Eminem one on it. It makes me laugh every time. You know what I'm saying? I know what you're saying. You know what I'm saying? I know what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, Ginger yeah. Snaps also comes out on Blu-ray. You skipped over that. That's a, really, that's I didn't a see that. Scream Factory special edition. Oh, cool. Are you are you getting it? I am. Yeah. You can also finally pre-order the Batman TV show. I know it's one hundred and eighty dollars on Blu-ray. On Blu-ray, that's expensive. It's the whole series. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The that's TV show, but that's awesome. Yeah. Wait, the TV the, show? the TV original show. TV, not the cartoon show. Oh, I, th- I thought no, that was no. If, that was coming if, out. If too. the animated series was on Blu-ray, I would. Drop I would pay one hundred twenty dollars. Oh, okay. For some reason, I. Th- Thought I heard that that was coming out. But oh, I hope it, it is. Maybe, maybe they'll awesome. announce they it should. at, yeah. uh, at Comic Con. Yeah, I'm sure it'll awesome. drop it. I mean, man, $180—that's really expensive. Yeah. Oh, um, random. I was out also at Second Spin this week, mm-hmm. and I saw I think the second collection of the animated series. It was like 50 bucks. Oh yeah, that thing's hard to find. Yeah. Especially the uh, they have a full DVD set of all the seasons. That's pretty exclusive. Wow. I could find that. Cool. Um, but I'm thinking because it says limited edition version Blu-ray, so maybe oh. that's like, you know, like a really nice set, and then you know, three or four years from now they'll bring out like the Walmart oh. edition. Yeah, <laughs> all of the Blu-rays into a, in a box. Yeah, a plastic case like. stacked together, like the eight discs. It's just a a stick with yeah. all the discs stacked on top of each other. I just I just got the third season of Veronica Mars, and I specifically nice. bought the one that I like. I there were a couple of Blu-ray versions, and I bought the one that I thought was the original paper box, and it looks like that. But when it came, it was that. And I was like, <laughs> "Fuck me, <laughs> come on!" Packaging yeah, you should have got them when they came out, like I did, James. I have the original ones for the paper. I, dude, I was like eight when they came out. <laughs> you weren't. I'm just giving you a hard time. <laughs> I think it's 2004. <laughs> came out. Um, but uh, yeah, I have the paper ones for the first two, but. Anyway, real news. It's real news. Nobody died. That's good. Um, they're still talking about making. Wait, 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 wait. Did you talk about Bob Hastings dying? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember talking about it. Um, so. Elaine Stritch died, but oh, I only Who saw it in Law and Order, so. So not that big a deal, I guess. So so fuck, dun, dun. fuck. Like one week, <laughs> I say nobody died, and then you're gonna like fact check me and make sure we talk about everybody who died this week. Edna maybe maybe our listeners are fans the of these people, and you know if we just skip them, it just I'm gonna feels like we're not. The obituaries. <laughs> my aunt does. That's the first thing she reads in the newspaper. That's weird. Which anyway, one of my friends died this week. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Seth Gordon's Uncharted is supposed to start production. Not necessarily filming, but production early next year. Cool. They need um, a Nathan Drake. They do. They do. You know what I'm thinking? Marky Mark. I hope that movie's good. Um, Wahlberg? <laughs> I'm uh, looking for a fortune. <laughs> I think this might... It's in that Nazi sub over there. <laughs> uh, dude, I... W- That's a callback to the first Uncharted I game. I do care with it. I do care with it. Um, apparently, the people who wrote First Class are writing a Power Rangers movie, which probably doesn't matter to you guys. It matters to the So Like You Know podcast. It Yes. Oh, my God. We should totally listen to what they had. Yeah. But because um, those guys were super excited about the Transformers being at Denver Comic Con. Um, Power Rangers. Yeah. Uh, whatever. What did I say? Transformers. Fuck them. They're all the same. Um, this is like little guys who get in big Transformers and they fight. I'm... I'm genuinely kind of interested in what they could do. Like, I grew up on the Transformers. If somebody... The Power Rangers. The Power Rangers. The Power Rangers whatever <laughs> what the we're fuck talking is about. wrong with you today, James? Stay on topic. I'm dyslexic. Um, I grew up on the Power Rangers. If somebody did that today and, like, little people were getting into giant robots and fighting and, like, crushing cities, I don't know. I could like that in, like, a battleship kind of way. I could. 
picture. <laughs> Ryan, Ryan is like glaring holes. Power Rangers my head. is the stupidest show that's ever been put on TV. <laughs> it was like uh, it was like a soap opera for kids. No, it wasn't. It totally was. It totally was. It totally was. I've uh, seen the first movie with the White Tiger Power Ranger. Yeah, you know what I remember about it. Nothing. Yeah, that, it was horrible. There was that ooze guy, and then the the pink chick got into the, the ninja outfit. Yeah, it was cool. <laughs> they all got in the ninja outfits. Yeah, but and she then got they into, came back and they had got, like she got into like a cute pink one. Different robots, yeah. different robots. They did. Yeah, they were. They, they had to get the ninja outfits to get the different robots uh-huh. that were strong enough to. Fight, and she was like in the jungle. She guy. was she oh she was in the jungle with with Yoda. Like the she, but Yoda wasn't there, but she was in that jungle, and then she was like getting into her pink outfit, and it was cute. That's all I remember about that movie. Um, I was like eight. So, so we know when James hit puberty. Um, <laughs> uh, the Hateful Eight is apparently shooting next year as well, um, which is interesting considering how many times Tarantino said that wasn't going to happen. Gonna, I'm not going to shoot that movie. Yeah. I'm not going to shoot it. I'm not going to make that movie. Oh, I'm Tarantino. totally going to make that movie. That, the, he, it was the whole like script leaking thing, right? Yeah. He... Like okay, yeah, you don't want that to happen, but what do you just not make it? Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah he just threw it like for the a script while leaking for the Watchmen. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah everybody knows um, the story, dude. No one cares. So, uh, bah, 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 bah. Uh, Guillermo del Toro says we're not going to get Hellboy three, which is too bad. Uh, I would like to see that. Are we going to get Gravity two, two instead? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but we are going to get a Ring three, which I've not ever seen the Ring movies. But you guys are horror fans. Are the Ring movies good? I like them. Yeah, I like the first. I have the first one. Like we, I, I, I never saw. I never it. saw two, but the two first one's good. Yeah, the, I think. I think the first one's pretty good. Uh, yeah, the second one is a little more uh, like a drama. Mm. It's low building. Uh, I still think it's good. Okay, um, but it's I haven't seen it in a while. Is the creepy girl going to come out of the internet now? Internet videos. Ooh. Oh yeah. Through through. Yeah. How do you DSL? So she comes through faster. <laughs> yeah. The the new movie would simply be like kid gets a VHS tape and goes, "What the fuck is this?" and throws it away. Um, <laughs> yeah. Like I don't know what you do with it. It Ooh. could be a DVD now. They could transfer it to a DVD no. off of their phones. It could come out of their phones. Oh. I feel like that's already a movie like Pulse or something uh, like probably. that. Probably. I have that Kristen movie too. Bell. Kristen Bell. She's so cute. Is that a movie where a ghost comes out of your phone? Uh, fuck, I don't remember. I have it on DVD and I've watched it like once. I don't remember. Either that is. I remember or Kristen like Bell's in it. She's cute. White, white, maybe white noise with uh, Michael Keaton. There's one, one of those. <laughs> my, my favorite thing about that. Kristen Bell is her beautifully asymmetrical eyes. It's what? wonderful. <laughs> don't you, you mean symmetrical. That's symmetrical. symmetrical. That's what I meant. Yeah. Uh, no, you meant the first one. Fuck, fuck you, Brad. <laughs> um,. Apparently, Tusk is coming out September on 14th? September 19th. 19th. Um, so that's fast. Uh, but cool. What do you mean fast? He's been done with it for like a year now. Nah. <laughs> I feel like, well, I guess you're right. Yeah. I don't know. I, I haven't seen anything about it, so I'm surprised that like, anyway. Um, that's a Kevin Smith movie, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So how did we get here? Because last I heard, he was doing um, he was retiring. That, that hockey movie. Yes. That was going to be his last Nobody movie. But he wanted it. And that, oh, okay, that's what happened. And then nobody wanted Clerks either. Oh. And now he's one. He, dude, he can make those movies real easy. He just, like, he threw them to the wine scenes, and the wine scene said no. Or with, with, with Hit Somebody, he wanted to make two movies, and that was a huge project. And I don't know why it got shelved, but. Um, well, the wine scene said they don't want to pay to make Clerks, but they'll right. pay they'll to distribute, distribute it. it. Yeah. yeah. Um, which it's going to be real easy for him to go get money for Clerks. Um, that's not that. That's not going to be that. No six yeah, I mean, if potato salad can get kickstarted, anything can. Yeah, but that was also <laughs> 20 years ago, and he wants it to not necessarily look like it was made on video. Like, $6 million is a really low budget for True. a movie like that. But it's like, 
Um, I will say that Sinister cost nine million dollars. So I mean, you can make a decent yeah. movie for yeah. And, well, and, and six, we don't. I'm we just d- saying, like, if he if his thing is like he's only gonna make movies that only he can make, and like everyone can make a movie nowadays, like on digital, like he should be able to scale that budget back. If yeah. he has like a dance number, I'm sure he can cut it out. <laughs> <laughs> but I, if Kevin Smith wrote a funny dance number, I would want to see it. Yeah. Um, especially because like the comedies to me are less interesting from him at this point. I I am more interested in the hits and buddies and the tusks. At the same time, um, his friends aren't getting scene. any older or any younger, so, you know. Yeah, he needs to make those movies. Yeah. Um, and the very last thing is Captain America's Black and Thor's a girl. That's so. weird. Yeah. Iron Man came from Apple, too. I mean, did, did you see his I, new, new suit? Yeah, Iron yeah. Man's suit is now silver. Um, whatever. It's cool. Captain America has been black before. Yeah, I'll be all right. So why is Marvel changing things up so much? Because eh, they do. Mar- comics do this all the time. Why did DC reboot its whole self like two years ago? Well, that's why Marvel's doing it because DC was so successful with the new Fifty Two yeah. that now it's Marvel now, so they're always redoing their books and yeah. I think Thor is a girl is cool. Yeah, it works. People are saying uh, Thor is now considered a Disney princess. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I don't give a shit about? What's considered a Disney princess? True. Uh, because the the best female animated character made in the last I don't know ten years, nobody's talking about. Um, <clears throat> Legend of Korra. So that's the news for this week. Cool. This week we went and saw Snowpiercer at the Alamo Draft House, Littleton. James, should people go see Snowpiercer? Yes. Yes. Rafe, should people go see Snowpiercer? Yeah, I had fun with it. Dan, should people go see Snowpiercer? Yes. I think so. <laughs> Brad, should people go see Snowpiercer? <laughs> I guess. I spent a lot of time critiquing the way stuff in the world works more than I was actually paying attention to the story. Yes. So, um, yes. I don't know if you have to see the theater, but you know, it's, it's a fun watch at times. Actually, I thought it was pretty awesome. In fact, I'll call it beautifully violent. Hmm. Here is, here's the trailer for Snowpiercer. All aboard the murder train. <laughs> this chaos. A thousand people in an iron box. 18 years I've hated my train. 18 years I've waited for this moment. This is the world. The train saved humanity. The engine lasts forever. The population must always be kept in balance. I said sit down. Passengers, eternal order flows from the sacred engine. We must occupy our preordained position. I belong to the front. You belong to the tail. Know your place. Keep your place. Those bastards in the front think they own us. We'll be different when we get there. What you say? We take the engine and we control the world. When is the time? Soon. Disorder. We're going to the front. Open the gate. We know you well, Mr. Curtis. We've been watching you. Precisely 74% of you shall die. Everybody back! I'm not a leader. You're ready, Harley. 
I think this movie suffers from being very much a metaphor world and very much Korean. Um, which, if you've seen a lot of those, it's based Korean, on a French graphic novel. I know, but it's made by yeah a Korean filmmaking team, yeah. and so like the world to me feels like a lot of the like the host or um, old boy, where the world is not completely constructed in a way that necessarily. It, the world that never feels like on the other side of that wall is stuff that actually makes the world run. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Which I think is sort of what Brad was was getting towards. Is that like you walk into a train car and you're like, wait, how does this train? How does the food get from the back car to this car? And no, why aren't these people ever eating the food? You know, you have those questions. And how do um, assassins get all the way to the back of the car without going through them in the first place? I don't. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, you what, feel what like you're skipping cars. I'm sorry. Uh, um, that really crazy guy at the end who's, like, almost indestructible, like. He got lost in the melee of the torch fight. He was in the torch fight. Yeah. I know he's in the torch fight, but I, f- I forget yeah, what it was. But yeah, I there mean, was this one point where some people came out of the back, and I was like, wait a minute, that doesn't make, how do you, I, I can't pinpoint the exact thing, but yeah. I just remember the feeling, like, my head asking the questions. And also, like, you know, maybe there's compressed time, but the there's, like, there's a whole section where people sleep in the uh, the back end, but the front end is just the party end. So there's like no extravagant like hotel size. Well, they walked through that area. They walked through that dude was like reading his books. That chick was like measuring mm-hmm. people at table. Yeah, the there, there was like a dentist. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. like and uh, I, I kind of had to take it on faith on fad, <laughs> on faith that they didn't show every single bit. They didn't show where That's I assumed, Tilda like, Swinton slept like, and all this shit. The, like obviously she she slept somewhere, yeah. but yeah. the front end is supposed to have like yeah. all the best stuff, but it's, yeah. it just seemed like small versions of the same thing. Well, I guess we should it, tell. It's like it's like little <laughs> slivers of it, which is what I'm trying to say. Is like that's how Korean, f- in my experience, that is very common in Korean filmmaking. Is that they are more interested in what they're trying to say and the action and like story beats they're trying to hit than making the world feel cohesive. I guess we should say but, yeah. uh, that what the movie's about. Yeah, because <laughs> it's kind of yeah. a small movie. Uh, basically, the world has been. Uh, as global warming is happening, they shot this some sort of chemical, chemical in the air and it froze the earth or yeah, like it, over, the, it overcompensated uh, for it global overcompensated warming. global warming. And the last remaining human survivors are on this train where the poor people are in the back of the train, the rich people are in the front, and the poor people are subjugated by the rich people for whatever various reasons. Various yeah. reasons. It's like Much Metropolis, like the Hunger Games. Yes, yeah. um, or Metropolis, but on a train. <laughs> but to, to me, I think this movie is. I think the movie's really good, and I think it's it's anchored by a great performance by Chris Evans, yes. who continues to impress me. Uh, I, even when I saw him in Not Another Teen Movie, I, I thought he was a pretty good actor in that. Um, and then he, then he, becoming Captain America, and then seeing Winter Soldier this year. Cellular. Cellular. Um, those other movies he's in. Fantastic Four. Fantastic Four. <laughs> oh. Hey, in Fantastic Four, he's, de- he's definitely the best person in Fantastic Four. Yeah, Sun- totally. Sunshine's honestly one of the first times that I was like, dude, this guy's really good. And oh, it's, yeah, he was not Sunshine. Yeah, yeah, and it's... The movie is... I don't know, I really liked the movie, and I thought uh, the way it was shot was amazing, and I, you know, just has these cool beats in it, and it was... All the action was inner... Slice with this great drama of people being separated. Yeah, so you, you skipped over the fact that, like, Chris Evans plays a guy from the back, and he sort of builds a revolution, and they, they start working their way towards the front and fighting and killing whoever they need to in order to get to the front and take over the train. And um, it, there's just moments, you know, the the part where 
they find the the doctor and his assistant. And they, then they go through a few rooms, and they the girl who's like a clairvoyant says, "Don't open this door." And they open the door, and all those dudes with weapons are there. Yeah. And then it's like this operatic slow motion, like violent death, ma- murder and maim, and blood flying everywhere, and just wonderfully shot. And uh, and then they kill the lights, and then they do like with torches. I just thought it was really cool, and like the action's really good in it. Um, yeah, I, I just thought the movie was really awesome. It's got really awesome parts, but I, it just reminded me one of the things I noticed um, uh, what I was talking about before is so uh, Wilford, you get to his car, and based on their dialogue, I assume that he spends all his time in there. Mm-hmm. But like, where's his bathroom, and like, where does he sleep? Because all he has They're is in like the a dining table and a stove, huh? They're in the drawers. So the drawers come out, and they become his bed. They become his bathroom. They become all the drawers are different things. Oh, yeah. Bam! Made yeah. that up on the spot. <laughs> I I can actually but, made it up. But I think it goes back to what, that, what, what yeah. Dan was saying. You know, you just have to take some things for faith. Yeah. You know, it's just like mm-hmm. I can say, well, if I'm going to watch a Spider-Man movie, I have to believe that he's going to shoot his web and hit a, a building and be able to swing instead of yeah. just yeah. a but, magical point up yeah. in the air. And exactly. the trains run like two hundred miles an hour, and like everyone, there's scenes where people are just nothing. The scenery's inside the car is not shaking at I, all. I know that, like uh, they, um, I think I actually think that they were per- like. I really like this movie, but it was pretty inconsistent, and it's some stuff like that. There's a whole part at the end where Chris Evans has, has uh, his whole like emotional um, speech thing with yeah. the, with the um, the guy that is helping him get to the front, and um, there's no movement in the background. The, the The car wasn't moving, the train wasn't moving. Apparently, no. <laughs> I know I was on a train in Paris that was going 200 miles an hour, and it felt like it wasn't moving at I, all. So, like, I think the idea behind this train is that it speeds around the world to stay where it's the warmest so that they can survive, something like that. Yeah. Otherwise, why are they moving? Well, like, it's got it's got <laughs> an engine, and that engine is perpetually, it, like, f- the engine has some kind of cold fusion generator thing in it, so the engine will always keep going. Um, so they just have to live on the train. And, like, uh, yeah, I don't know why they can't just stop the train. I, th- I think, yeah. I was actually, like, back when... But I, I don't know that I care. When I was interested in this... A while, like when I heard about this movie that was coming out, I I thought the point was that they they're trying to stay like where it's going to be the warmest, and that's why it goes like around and uh, whatever I don't know. Um, yeah, it's uh, some of the other stuff that I thought was really inconsistent about it was like an inconsistent in a way that I really enjoyed. It's the whole scene with the uh, like the school. Yeah, um, I love and, that scene. And I tonally, it's like, just the first like two or three minutes. I was like, I, I don't know what they're doing. I don't think I like this. And then <laughs> yes. like. It starts to get really funny, and the teacher is really funny, and like they're Allison Pill. It, it, um, there's the, this like propaganda that they teach the kids about like if the train stops, we, we all die, <laughs> and like it was really funny, yeah. and uh, and then um, it kind of turned like it, not to sp- won't get too specific, but it, it uh, there's some action at the in the later part of that scene, and that was. Uh, thought that was really like just nicely done too mm-hmm. well, um, i think too in that scene though uh, if you watch chris evans performance in that he's the audience because if you watch his face and stuff he's basically going what the fuck is going on sure yeah, yeah okay because all the kids are really happy-go-lucky and the cart is so brightly lit and um if you go outside you die it's it's a really unusual thing and the, the teacher starts singing and she puts her foot down so the piano spins around the classroom it's it's really bizarre. Now that I think about it, I might argue against the thing I said earlier, which is that I think he might intentionally be making that stuff inconsistent because I realize, like with that stuff, um, it it feels very 
Um, Bong Joon-ho kind of feels like he's got just the right amount of Terry Gilliam crazy in him. So, like, there's things, like, because I thought of it because at the end of that scene, when the guy comes in with all the eggs, and it's the end, like, it's their one year, it's the beginning of a new year, and so, like, he's giving everybody an egg. And there's that kind of stuff where you're like, this is weird in a way that, like, somehow that's just what the world, but he doesn't have to explain, like, that's this world, and this is what they do at the beginning of every year, like, everybody gets an egg um, for whatever reason. And so I think he, it's possible he might intentionally be making us feel like everything is kind of segmented and we don't know how this really works because those people don't know how it works. Yeah. Um, sure, that's, that's fine. I mean, it doesn't, I I'm don't, not it doesn't it, have to be realistic. I just it, right. Those things stop me from paying attention to the yeah. characters and stuff. So I, yeah, And I totally again, agree. why... Um, if they do have the guns that work, why did they not give them to the guys to stop the resistance? But I guess he said they, they need the resistance to happen every once in a while. Right, exactly. It goes to that balance. that Matrix re- Reloaded scene at the end when he meets the architect, and the architect's like, wow, you're going to go into this door, Neo. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, the last time you saw the Matrix. <laughs> it's, the, it's the same I know, scene. I don't it's remember the, the Matrix, scene. but that makes sense to me. I'm like, the ma- yeah, the Matrix reloaded. reloaded. There's yeah. a, he goes yeah. to see the architect. The well, even like, before the, the scene at the end, I just assumed that um, they tried to hold off the revolution with you know the murderous train car full of Axemen yeah. <laughs> before they had to uh, resort to their guns because they probably don't have very many bullets left. Right. So that that's just what my thinking was. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. Uh, but going back to the New Year thing, one of my favorite parts was um, before they get to the school um, car Yeah. and when they were still fighting all of the Axemen, like, um, suddenly like this um, guy shows up and blows a horn and he just announces um, <laughs> that they're coming up on this bridge and just like everyone stops fighting. Yeah. Um, uh, and then, like, suddenly they start counting down, and when they hit one, they cross over this bridge, and then everyone just yells, Happy New Year. <laughs> yeah, it is weird. Yeah. Uh, uh, and then as soon as they were across the bridge, right back to fighting. And it was a thing that I didn't even really understand until they went to the school, and I was like, oh, they do a lap every year, and so that bridge signal. I, like, I'd sort of figured it out before then that, like, that bridge signified it, but I didn't yeah. understand why. Yeah. Well, I was just kind of thinking that maybe they lost track of time and they were marking mm-hmm. it by exactly, that yeah, and, exactly. And the movie does a great job of just giving you enough to carry you through the movie mm-hmm. because you know the scar on Chris Evans' arm, and you're like, why do people not have limbs or stuff? And then he has that huge monologue at the end about how he was, you know, a piece of shit before and yeah. um, why he wasn't able to make the sacrifice, and then he makes the sacrifice to save humanity. I don't know to uh, do something. Yeah. It, um, it, oh. It's actually something I really liked about it is that I, right before that scene, I was kind of feeling like, I don't know that I like, like, am I supposed to care that much about Chris Evans? Like, this is badass, but like, I don't really know anything about this guy. And then that scene happened and I was like, dude, I want to watch this movie again. (laughs) Also, so the movie starts off by telling you the world, everything living in the world is extinct. Yeah. And then it says, oh, but yeah, there's this train full of live people. And then they feed people with like an infinite amount of crickets that survived. The like freezing little cockroaches. Yeah, cockroaches. cricket jello. It's black. It's whatever. <laughs> yeah. Well, but cockro- how old are where cockroaches? Get, I mean, I where do they get new ones? Like millions. And they're probably growing. They probably need them in order to help them grow those. Well, plants. it's just. It also goes back to the thing that you know. Do they? Is this really the last people on Earth? Yeah. Obviously, it's not the last um, animals because you saw the polar bear at the end. Right. Yeah. So again, it's just. I think it's all propaganda. He wants to keep people on this train. Yeah, but do they stop once in a while to get more cockroaches? <laughs> no, they've got so they like, breed them. Like they were, like they've got a whole aquarium car. Like they also had a whole car where they were growing plants. Like 
They clearly have to have some bugs uh, in life. I'm going to quote Dr. Ian Malcolm here. Nature life. finds a way. <laughs> life finds a so way. I'm just assuming there's a car, f- <laughs> like there's no. a there's a cockroach breeding here, car. No, here's the thing. That vat of cockroaches is actually so large that the cockroaches are breeding on top and having babies <laughs> and then working their way down. So the, the vat of cockroaches is constantly replenishing itself. Uh, Tilda Swinton was really good, too, as uh, yeah. the evil lady in it. Yeah. I just and thought, she was weird. I just thought... Uh, given Chris Evans's monologue, it would have been way more interesting to find out that it wasn't cockroaches; it was just people because they were trying to thin out. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, but that goes against what the big reveal at the end is. So. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, told us something was great. Uh, just real like creepy character. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I don't, I, was, wa- I don't want to know that woman. Like, yeah. I was reading uh, an interview with Chris Evans, and that character in the graphic novel is actually a man. And they call him sir yeah, at the beginning. And she they were gonna change it to yes ma'am and she said, No, I want them to call me sir because I want to be, you know, asexual. I don't want people to look at me in a sexual way. It was a really interesting interview with Chris Evans yeah. at the movie. Tilda Swinton's weird. She is. There's something about her that I really like. Oh yeah, no, she's a great yeah. actress. Um, she's she's it, it, like, like a... just like ignoring her acting ability, which like she's good, but I I just like to watch her yeah. also. And how she can transform because I mean in Grand Budapest she's you know a ninety year old woman. And I, and in this, you know, just buy her for some reason. I, you're right. There's just something exotic about her. I don't know what it is. Yeah, it, it's she is very androgynous, and I don't know. Like, it, there's something about her that's really unique. Um, I thought it just kind of one really cool thing that they did, and they did this a couple of times in the movie. But the the part that sticks out the most is she's in the back of the train giving a speech to all the poor people, and um, it, the shot is from behind her looking back towards the back of the train at all these people, and it's showing like four or five cars like train car lengths back in the distance and because they're like going around this track that's curving you see like the sight mm-hmm. like the the curving going on in the back of the trains and you know you'll only see like one or two and then they'll come out on a straightaway and then you can see further back and i thought that was really cool that kind of rem- like just this nice little little like besides just the scene moving back and forth in a, a little bit to remind you they're on a train mm-hmm. um a little thing like that, I think, is just a really cool shot and a really yeah. cool way to do that. Uh, and that's again, that's why I thought that part at the end was really inconsistent because there's in that one scene, there's no movement. It's still. Well, it's also supposed to be a really dramatic. They, they could still a little scene. bit of like just a little bit of movement. Just a little, just, a, just shake <laughs> just the tip. Just yeah, the tip. It's, like, it's like it's like JJ Abrams. Just just shake the camera just a little bit, just a little bit, um, just a little bit more. So, uh, like I. I like people should go see it. It's a cool movie, but yeah. um, like it's not without fault. Absolutely, yeah. Um, yeah. I had fun. I go did too. Evans, go Cap. Yeah, and I liked this more than the host. Um, so I'm excited to see what this guy does. Next. Is, is is the host? Sorry, is the host the one where the girl was in the pit and there were aliens? Uh, I don't know if it's an alien. It's some kind of monster. It runs like around monster. and it, like grabs girls and throws them into a pit. Yeah, like a sewer pit, like a drainage. Yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. yeah. And she's I saw there and the she's host. Like, ah! Yeah. I don't remember anything and else like about her, it. And like her dad and her uncle like drive a van that gets attacked by the host yeah. on a road. Fuck. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Uh, next week, we're seeing Hercules. Yeah. Um, with Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Uh, so make sure you check that episode out. Thank you for listening. Uh, I'm Ryan. What do, you, do you have something else? Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, we can't, we can't not say anything. Um, so tomorrow is the anniversary um, of the Aurora shooting. Um, so just, I, I would be remiss if we didn't say something about it while, while we do the show this week, there this year. Um, so go to Aurora Rise and, and check out their website, uh, donate cause there are still people who need, uh, need help. Um, so, you know, 
There's not often that we do a show that I don't think about that. So always do. Yeah. Just only. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Visit our website, realnerdspodcast.com. You can tweet us at real underscore nerds. You can email us even, realnerds at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook. Hey, stream us on Stitcher. You want to call us? 720-6Nerds5. And download us on iTunes. Just search Real Nerds. Thank you, Joe Kempter, for the wonderful voiceover. And also, Spark Mandrill, for the wonderful late-night jazz-smooth sounds of movies. You can find them on SoundCloud. This has been a Nebulous Visions production.